Hi folks, it's Tom. We're here to ask for your assistance. In the past, we've provided all of our videos free to the public, and we certainly hope to keep it that way. We're approaching the 1,500 videos, and we are looking for ways to make our club more valuable to you. Soon you will be able to access a database and sort through all of our videos by author, game master, and player with links directly to YouTube. You'll also have links to the audio files on Spotify or iTunes. We're creating a gaming schedule for current and upcoming games for you to access. This reorganization is costing us a lot of time and effort. The only compensation that we get is from our Patreon site. For a few dollars a month, you can assist us to bring even more and diverse content. If you would like to help, go to patreon.com slash into the darkness. That's all one word. Just a few dollars is all we are asking. We love our patrons and we would like to count you amongst them. Now back to the show. Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Signaled to Noise. It was written by Colin Richards. Our keeper of arcane lore is Dr. Lex Hurley, and this is a one-shot. But before we begin, we have a new patron. Kip Chebo has contributed $5 to our club. Thank you so much, Kip. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Lex. Thank you, Tom. It is a gray, foggy morning on Tuesday, October 10th, 1989, in the sleepy Colorado town of Summit Heights. You all have been summoned to the WSHP TV offices for an early 9 a.m. meeting. Some of you may have stayed here overnight at work. Some of you may just be reporting for your regular shift. Others have gone out of your way to be here. You're now in a stuffy conference room, panel on the walls. At somehow the table seems to match that same false wood paneling. Uh, someone is wheeling an old TV with a VCR underneath it. And uh, sitting at the head of the table is a meaty, sweaty egg of a man with a slightly bad comb over and seems like he might be more at home with a big cigar in his mouth. You all would recognize this or recognize him as Larry Rosenbaum. All right. Well, thank you everybody for coming in here today. Uh, as you all well know, we have been having some issues and I'm going to cut straight to the chase. Some wacko has been jacking our signal and displaying disturbing videos around to local townsfolk, and it's got people all riled up. On September 18th, about a quarter past 10 in the morning, this wacko broadcasted stuff in a whole minute while a bunch of kids are watching cartoons. Now, we don't typically record our outgoing broadcast, but our head engineer, Frank Mars, saw it, reported it, and then got about two dozen complaint calls from angry parents, as sure as heck confirmed it. Now, there was no way to track where this intrusion came from, and honestly, we thought it was maybe just a fluke. 
We issued a sincere apology, as Mr. Dirk De La Rose will confirm in his broadcast. And then a few weeks later, we got another one. This time, it was just after midnight during the late night horror movie, uh, Sunday, October 1st. And again, had some real peculiar stuff on it. I had my head engineer, Frank Mars, dig into this and try to figure out how and why this was happening, but he came up dry. Then last Wednesday, during the five o'clock news, we got another one, except this time we were ready. We had Johnny, the intern, standing by and ready to record if anything weird happened. And while people were watching with their families, this came on during the five o'clock news. Uh, it's clear that whatever crap this is, we are being deliberately targeted. I think somebody's trying to target me for a smear campaign because they know that I am running for mayor in this fine town, and this is a family-friendly television station, and I will not stand for it. Folks are getting freaked out, and who knows what kind of junk these nut jobs are going to show up next. So all of you here today, I need you to figure out who is jacking this signal and displaying this stuff, find out where they are, and we can call in the boys in blue to shut them right down. Now, everybody, just to be sure that we're all on good working terms together, can you please introduce yourselves across the table? And, uh, oh, thank you for the coffee, Johnny. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rosenbaum. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, my, my name's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Jones. Uh, yeah, uh, here's, here's everyone's coffee. And I go sit in the corner. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, well, well, I, most of you probably know who I am. Um, I have a reputation for solving these kind of problems. Um, my name is Ellery Pond. I uh, I do a great deal of problem solving in this this sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know if yeah, I'm sure you all know who I am. I mean, this this kind of thing has happened multiple times before, and not just to uh, our uh, a local broadcast. It's happened in Chicago. It's happened in uh, in major networks. The HBO got uh, hacked once. Um, I think we'll be able to find this perpetrator. Probably some teenage boys with a ham radio set that have gotten lucky to find our uh, our frequencies. Well, uh, Mr. Pond, uh, you know, with all due respect, I think we may be dealing with uh, a little bit more than, uh, you know, a couple of teenagers with some ham radios. Uh, I apologize. You know, like Jeffrey, I work here at the uh, the station. Uh, my name is Woodfield Carter. I'm uh, under uh, Frank Mars uh, as a, a secondary engineer. Um, to, to let you know, you know, it's gonna. Somebody would have to uh, have a uh, transmitter more powerful than ours in order to to do what what's going on here. You know, we we broadcast at about 488 megahertz. It's about uh, 500 kilowatts. That gives us about a 20 mile radius uh, with you know a couple relay. Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a couple uh, relay stations uh, around the area. You know, somebody's gonna have to beat that signal in order for this to happen. Um, and so it, it's not going to be some some teenagers uh, lying around, um, or if they are, they've got some pretty high tech equipment. Well, or they've hijacked some other equipment. Uh, how many private okay. owners would have that that access to that many kilowatts? Probably not many. 
So it's probably not some guy in his van. Well, uh, the name's Dirk Delarose, uh, reporter over here, WSHP TV. Um, I am going to be the future anchor, future head anchor over here in this uh, in this joint. Um, you may have seen me on TV already. The uh, I was behind that alligator in the sewer story uh, with that poor woman got her ass bitten. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, we're going to take care of this for you, Larry. Thank you, Dirk. I appreciate the enthusiasm. And I'm sure for all of you employees here, you can trust that we get this resolved. There's likely going to be a promotion brought up in the cards here. But uh, if these things continue, we'll... We might need to downsize. So uh, hope we can all be very expedient. Now, I've got the tape here. Uh, go ahead and, Johnny, can you put this in the VCR for me? Oh, yes, uh, right away, Mr. Rosenbaum. It's uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Jones. And, That's uh, great, Johnny. Uh, uh, sir, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a police officer at the door. Oh, uh... let him in. Uh, hey guys sorry i'm late uh oh boy uh, traffic uh bad bad traffic of course um uh i'm here about the uh what's it called the broadcasting fluke yeah i hate repeating myself so uh yeah you're here for the broadcasting fluke i just need you to help escort all of my boys around and make sure that you know nothing illegal or untowards might be happening to or from them yeah, uh, we're going to keep this all on the, the DL, right, guys? Like, uh, I don't want anything, you know, this this might be connected to a bigger case, so I don't want anything, uh, you know, blowing up and getting crazy. Well, so far, this has just been an isolated incident to our town. Now, uh... Here, let me go ahead and get you started and show what kinds of things somebody's sending out to all of our lovely townsfolk. So as you can see, some kind of a tweaker is showing some real messed up kind of Max Headroom stuff to all of our townsfolk, and we got to get this stopped right here and right now. Uh, Please go on, Mr. Pond. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, if we wanted to agree on what we saw, trees, uh, a house, heard screams, 
We saw a liminal space, a long hallway with a couch. Is it a couch? The couch wasn't in the hallway. Jake's right. I think it was in another room. It's in another room. The yellow room. Uh, And then we, uh, at that point, I lost track. I know we saw a face at the end. Yeah, well, they're waiting for the receiver. They watch us watch them. Don't know what the receiver is. Very much like that that was a Cronenberg movie, uh, Videodrome, reminded me a lot of it. I love Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry. Um, uh, Mr. Sorry, Mr. Rosenbaum is is, uh, Frank Mars going to be joining us? Uh, I haven't seen him in uh, a a while. He he was doing some investigation on this. have you heard from him? Is I assume he's going to join us. Should we wait for him before we do anything else? I invited him to this meeting, and he has apparently neglected to arrive. I uh, I've been a bit busy with my mayoral campaigns and don't have a lot of time to keep track of where all these chickens are running about. I was hoping you can go down into the pit and maybe find him if he's caught up in his work down there. Okay. And you would know that the pit is the basement area where all of the equipment and televisions and wires are connecting. Uh, do you know if the descriptions of the other uh, invasions uh, broadcasts were similar? or? Let's see. Well, we have a list of complaints that were alleged. Uh, let's see. The first that we got was on September 18th. Uh, that was uh, that was during a kid's show. It said something about weird symbols. Uh, another, what is this? How dare you, my child? Uh, I flip over October 1st. Something about a eyeball TV complaining. We uh, skipped, we tried to add in a Twilight Zone episode in the middle of the movie. Uh, yeah, not too much. Just mm. a lot of upset folks. Having seen a lot of interesting and weird movies, it reminded me a little bit of uh, some sort of goth horror, you know, clips, something somebody strung together uh, to look creepy. I wouldn't be surprised if the people that we ultimately find have white skin and long black hair and wear uh, uh, old-fashioned clothing. Seems very childish. I didn't know that there were any uh, new wave people around here. By the way, was there any pattern to when these broadcasts came out? Like you said, one was during a children's show, and then they had during a movie, and then what was the other one? Uh, The other one was during the evening news. Last yeah, week, the fourth. It seems rather random. One was at midnight, one was at the news, one was at five o'clock, one was obviously during the middle of the day when the kids were... Early morning, yeah. It was a Sunday, Wednesday. Nothing in particular odd. 
Um, well, it seems to me that they're getting a wide variety of audiences. They're getting broadcasts that would exclude others. Yeah. This whole time, think... Larry's been drumming his thick fingers on the desk somewhat impatiently, and he's going to say, well, I will leave this all to you. Unless you have any pressing questions, you can contact my secretary, Tiffany. I need to get back to uh, assuaging the kind people of this town. Uh, you all have free reign of the station, antennas right outside. Find out where somebody's going to be jacking this signal. Maybe they're splicing in somewhere. Not really sure. Uh, that's your job, Winfield, not mine. Now, you all have a good day now. All right. Thank you very we'll, much, we'll Mr. Rosenberg. Yeah, we'll find them. I won't let you down. Thanks, so, Tommy. So, it's right here on my shirt. Um, so, what do we know? We've got the dates. They do seem rather random. Um, sometimes the loons come out with... Uh, you know, the full moon, but the spread of this as well past a single full moon night. So it doesn't seem to make any sense. It's not Friday the 13th. It is Halloween month, but that doesn't happen till the end. Uh, they don't seem to have any agenda. They're not asking for anything. It seems like a random prank. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a prank. They're probably trying to uh, ruin our uh, Mr. Rosenbaum's good name. Well, I don't think that people would blame him for that. Uh, but it did, as I recall, there were, you know, in the past, there have been some of these, but they always had motivations. They, uh, uh, let's see if I can recall, there was, um, there was the case of, uh, uh, like in, in 1986, as I recall, on HBO, they were hijacked, and basically the people were, uh, they put colored bars up, but they had messages saying that the prices have gone up on uh, HBO and that it's not fair. So they were trying to make a point by hijacking it and sabotaging HBO because their prices have gone up. Um I don't know. This doesn't seem like. Did you hear people screaming? Yes. Yes. Yep. It yeah. seemed very Halloweenish to me, like you were in the woods. You could see the tree yeah. branches and then the creepy old house. Well, Mr. Pond, um, as Mr. Carver put it, um, I am also worried about Mr. Mars. Who, um, I get his coffee for him every day. He likes double cream, double sugar, and he's definitely has not been at work. Uh, Mr. Rosenbaum said that he'd be in the basement, but that's where I see him. He's not been around. I, I think um, if he's already involved with this, if he's seen the videos, it seems that he's gone missing. And I think that we should try to seek him out. Did you check down in the pit today? I did. Uh, I go to where I normally meet him and uh, he loves yeah. his coffee. I don't, well, I, mean, I don't feel uncomfortable going down there. I think we should go down and take a look around. Yeah, good God, it wouldn't be the first time somebody accidentally locked themselves in the closet and starved to death. Yeah. yeah. When, when, um, when th then at least sorry. a week. I, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, like about exactly a week? a week ago was the last time I saw him. Yeah, I don't think he was scheduled to go on vacation. And knowing Frank, he probably wouldn't go on vacation for, you know, when, when something like this was going on. He he was pretty... Uh, 
he he wanted to figure this out. He this this kind of upset him a little bit. Um, he was kind of you know digging into this. Um, one one thing though, um, actually, uh, keeper, what what's the area like? Are we in like a valley? Are we on a mountain? What what what's kind of like the terrain around us like? Sure. So Summit Heights is amidst the Colorado mountains, sort of at the apex triangle between Denver and Boulder, lost amidst all of these hills and mountains there. There's sort of a main city center, and then folks tend to live up and over around some hills and valleys. So you, Winfield, would know that there is the main tower that is here at the station, and then there are a few relay towers dotted around at the tops of local mountains to help boost the signal and make sure that folks that would otherwise be in dead zones can get the channel 17 signal so well, one one thing we need to keep in mind is um you know at least with the technology that i know of in order for somebody to do this like i said they need to have a transmitter more powerful than us they also need to have direct line of sight to the main tower here so they they've got to be uh, you know within probably you know a couple miles at, at least you know wherever right. you can see this tower and um, they didn't seem to be able to maintain their signal for very long right and Winfield, you would know they're actually interrupting your current signal. So it seems more like they're finding a way to jack on to your signal and interfere with it rather than maybe strictly broadcasting their own. So it sounds like uh, they're almost plugging into it, that they have direct access. It's possible. Um, I mean, it, at this point, uh, anything's possible. Well, if you want my opinion... Uh, I think that your culprit might be that missing man. It's usually an inside job with these things, especially if he's broadcasting from the station. He was obsessed with, in my experience at least. I don't know. I don't think Frank is like that. Um, James, what what do you think? You know, you you know him. Yeah, I mean, you you've been here for like what six months now. Um, oh. Oh, Mr. Mars has always been wonderful to me. Um, it's, it's Jimmy. Um, he, I don't know. He seems like he really cares about the job. I'm just worried about him. Well, let's let's do the old uh, calculators, eliminators, and walk about and eliminate all of the things that aren't possible. Let's check downstairs. Let's see if there's anything there. Then I think that maybe it would be in good order to do a survey of the of the equipment, make sure there's not some Star Trek box attached to the back of something that's overriding your signal. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Sabotage. And then once we're past that, if we're still baffled, then we should start moving outward. Somebody out there has to have something that's that's strong enough to jack into our signal. And that we might be able to find that by looking at the city power grid where is this draw of electricity going to, you know, okay. that it would take? Oh, and um, Mr. Officer, sir, uh, speaking of Frank being our culprit, uh, don't we uh, have a few more missing people than just Frank in town? What do you know about that? I've got my sources. Yeah, well, uh, you can talk to your sources about that. No comment. Whatever you say, sir. Mr. Delarose, you should know that 
Sorry. You should right. know that statistically there are always missing people. Uh, from what I understand, there's a few more than just a few. It's more than just a few. You guys think that maybe the broadcast is subliminally messaging people and telling them to go somewhere? That's all been debunked. There's no such thing. The uh, They talked about that with the movie The Exorcist when they had subliminal messages inside the, the video. It's just a silly, scary thing, but not really. Uh, let's Let's assume that everything is just normal and it's just somebody doing some sort of Halloween prank. But, uh, okay. We'll prosecute them. Right, well, right. here, uh, I, I can lead you down to the pit uh, and show you around. So as you all get up from this wooden panel conference room, you step out into a linoleum-lined hallway with garish fluorescent lighting, passing a few of the studio rooms. There's some set pieces set up for what seems like maybe a kid's talk show, not unlike Mr. Rogers. You pass by one, there's a woman in a red dress standing in front of a green screen mentioning, and it looks like there's a cold front coming in, so get ready for storms this evening. As you continue walking down the hallway, it becomes substantially less well lit and decorated you're following these lines of cables that are snaking from each of these studio rooms down a flight of stairs into the pit the lights which once were plentiful are now sparsed intermittently through this maze of metal racks with various equipment a wall is lined with various small televisions and control panels these wires are snaking like veins throughout the bottom of this entire uh area with various other hunched over figures from the engineering staff sort of flitting in and in and out amongst them you need to pick your steps carefully lest you trip over these kind of tree root lines yeah yeah Watch step. Just out of curiosity, what color are the walls? The walls down here? Everything is kind of a dark shade of gray right now. Okay. I guess I'll lead everybody to kind of where Frank's station would be. Um, as we get down there, I'll kind of, I'll call out, you know, Frank, are you down here? One of the other attendants, a uh, man named Marcus, is like, uh, yeah, we're we're not telling Larry, but Frank hasn't been in for a week. Uh, not really sure. I think he may have had the flu or something. Um, it's uh, I got the keys to his office if um, you need to get in and take a look, though. Has yeah, anybody tried to contact him at home? Sure. We've been calling, uh, you know, folks trying to check in on him. But um, now we haven't heard anything about it. We between you, me, and the post, I worry that he may be off on another bender again. So uh, just, I don't want him to get fired. He's a good guy. You know, he's good people. Don't, let's just try and keep this under wraps. But you say that he does have a bit of a drinking problem? I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, I'm Ellery Pond. We're just trying to figure out what's the problem with the signal. We're concerned about Mr. Uh, Mars at the moment. Yeah, well, uh, last I heard, he was looking into it, and um, yeah, then he hasn't been checking in for work in a good bit. But he has had an alcoholic problem. 
you can clearly tell he's trying to keep changing the topic and just mm-hmm. ultimately like he's admitting it through omission by refusing to talk about it that yeah you're sort of getting that that's okay that's doesn't mean a man is uh, neglectful um but uh, i'm concerned that you haven't been able to get do we have cell phones this time in 1989 i don't think so if you did, they would be the uh, car-based, big-as-a-brick ones. Oh, big-as-a-brick ones, yeah. Okay. All right, so... Hmm. Let's... Would you mind assisting us? We just want to make sure to eliminate everything that he's not in here somewhere, have having fallen behind something and expired or... I mean, I think he'd be able to smell him if he uh, passed out down here. But sure, but I mean, I heard Larry was... Closet stores, everything. Sure. um, He takes a ring of keys off of his belt and hands them to Winfield. He was just like, all right, here you go. Like, this is, you know, mi casa, esu casa. All right. Thanks. Um, Hey. I'll go and unlock uh, Frank's office and and say, all right. If you all want to uh, check in here, I'll I'll kind of wander around down here. You know, I, I think we've looked, but you know, just you know, double check around. You know, all the closets and that. Oh, absolutely! I'll look all over for him. And I'm going to specifically kind of look around everything where we are to see if there's. I mean, since I don't know how this is all set up. Where if there's a place where somebody could have fallen behind, you know, there's cables or something over there. And if they fell behind it, you wouldn't be able to see them. Sure. So there's various metal racks and shelves and things snaking around through. So you can definitely spend some time looking through everything to make sure nobody may be tucked away um, right. underneath or behind them. Um, how many of you are going to be looking through Frank's office? I'll go I'm to the office. Through. Yeah, I'm looking through the office. I'll I'll go around with Carver, yeah. All right. Um, Looking through the office, um, everybody can roll me a spot hidden. Just those looking in the office or everybody? Everybody can give me a spot hidden. Nineteen. That's pretty good. Got a hard. Me too. Pass. Okay. So... Ellery, you note uh, there's no bodies around, no body around, I guess. And uh, but as you are searching, you find a clipboard with maintenance uh, checks out to the various the main tower and other signal booster towers and uh, find that Frank has been routinely going to each of the relay towers around town and reports no issues for each of them. Okay. Are there dates when he's been yes. doing this? You would find dates going through for each of the checks um, for okay. these. The most recent date that he signed off on was on October 3rd. October 3rd. Okay. But he's doing this all on a regular basis. He tends to make his rounds, yes. So I'll pick that up and I'm going to hand it to Winfred when I'm next Winfred, you know, as I'm looking around and just say, well, I mean, even if he's got some personal problems, he seems to be on a regular schedule in checking the towers. 
So he's doing his job. And Jimmy, you said that you got a hard success on that spot hidden. Yeah, I did. So Winfield is looking through uh, the various boxes and things. His office is extremely messy. There's various cardboard boxes filled with electronic doodads and things that have a sign it or that have a stamp on the side with branding for electrocals tv and vcr repair stacked all around the office you're sort of going through his desk and looking over things jimmy since he was one of the few people around on the staff that actually got your name right and talked with you some you tend to know sort of where he was looking or how he was thinking you would know that he uses his desk as a workbench and does all of his actual writing and things off in the corner where he just has a stack of boxes and a you know stale cup of coffee is sitting next to it with a pen and you find a map of signal coverage for the station that has been written on somehow oh dear hey everyone come look at this i don't understand most of that it's a lot of electronic lingo it looks like is that thing at the bottom right the face that we saw the gray woman um it certainly was a gray woman's face it looked like talked to sandy on thursday got records of complaint call locations now why would he look for the locations of people who complained that doesn't sound like a a good thing uh, 500 plus hmm. talk to cal who's cal oh uh that would be the um repairman Hmm. So you would know Cal owns the Electrical TV and VCR repair. He's uh, sort of your one-stop shop in town. If your VCR ever gets jammed or just need general repairs and whatnot, he was the Radio Shack before Radio Shacks were around. He's sort of known as a local weirdo and a bit of a hoarder, but um, you all would be somewhat familiar with him in town. Would I understand the uh, electric schematics, or can I roll electronics to see if I understand those? Go ahead and give me an electronics repair roll. Electronics or electronics repair? I have both. Either or, whichever is higher. That is a hard success. Okay. So these seem like notes as in trying to build or get something right for the high level of voltage that is in these broadcast towers as if he's trying to find a way to perhaps build something that might jam it or disrupt in some way uh, without overloading but it's you see that the work isn't quite finished because the 500 kilowatt transmitters are like very difficult to try and build by hand without blowing one's hands up okay so just so I understand. So it's something that he was trying to to do to block that signal or? Right. It seems like okay. essentially he was trying to do a math problem that if you were going to try and build some sort of a signal, like a jammer or a blocking device, like how could you manage to get that done? And it didn't seem like he quite finished all of the work for it. Gotcha. All right. I'll explain this to everyone. So he was trying to build some sort of signal blocker to block the signal that was trying to over okay that's interesting 
We also wanted to talk to Sandy about complaint locations, correct? Which would... You would know Sandy is the front desk worker for the main station. Sometimes Jimmy helps her answer the phones uh, if there's no oh. coffee to be made for others. Yep, sure Miss Fielding, is. one sugar skim milk. She's very friendly. I'm curious, Mr. Uh, officer, uh, Matron, was it? Um, what do you feel Masterson. about Masterson? Um, how do you feel about when somebody calls the police department and complains about revealing who that person was to the person who was causing the problem? It doesn't seem like a very wise thing to do. Why is he looking for the people who complained? Uh, well, the only thing I could think of is he has uh, some idea that they might have uh, watched the broadcast and have information on it. Maybe he wanted to know what they oh. saw. That is a good reason. Yes, of course. What I'm curious about is that lightning strike. Was there a lightning strike that I remember? There was a pretty big thunderstorm. I mean, it was uh, a little over a month ago at this point, um, but it had rolled through. The All the power went out in town, so maybe it must have hit one of the TV towers as well, but your lights were out and you were trying to read a book. Yeah, interesting. Maybe the lightning strike made a vulnerability or something in one of the towers that someone took advantage of well how was was there a lightning strike every time that these signals occurred i'm sure we have a lot of lightning up here but were they all on stormy days not quite especially the ones that went through you had a pretty clear september this is going to be your first thunderstorms coming through for october so the one in august was one that really stood out in recent memory it seemed to uh, be particularly nasty compared to others and then as you ellery flipped through the um repair maintenance ledgers, it was on the page underneath it that was covered up from going through from months of checking and you can find confirmation that frank noticed that there was a lightning strike at one of the towers has some various repair notes on it and mentions repairing it shortly afterwards the next day What's with well, all the little eyeballs? Is that strange as well? Is he just doodling? I mean, he could just be be doodling. Um, um, an it's eyeball. The was same mentioned. imagery. Yeah, it's it's the same imagery from the broadcasts. Like they've yeah. either affected him. I I can't imagine that he's the one causing it, but it got into his brain for sure. Mm. Everything still seems to me like we're going to find some oaks or somebody. Could they could they be tapping in to one of the relay stations and then overriding mm. the broadcast from here? Well, Mr. Carver, can you what do you think the difference is between the red circle and the blue ones? Well, I think the the red and the blue they're the range of the uh, 
of, of the towers. Um, you, if you look, the, the the reason we have the relays is so that you know those uh, uh, houses and, and that outside of the um, uh, kind of where the mountains block the the signal um, is you know so that they can get to it, so we can extend our, our signal. If if you look where those where the red lines kind of dip in, that's where the high elevations are. Um, so. Okay. If I, you know, uh, Mr. Pond, to answer uh, your question, um, I, I suppose it's possible that somebody could uh, be using one of those other relays, but they'd still have to override the main signal, at least, you know, based on my understanding of all this. Now, the relays, I believe, and keep correcting me if I'm wrong, but the relays should be able to see the main, uh, the, the main tower. Exactly. Uh, in order There's to, a line to, of sight. Right to, to relay them, so it, it is very possible that uh, whoever's doing this is at one of the relays. Um, yeah, well, so that that could be why he wants to know where the complaints are coming from because that would determine which source, right? That's true. I mean, you know, Sandy is probably here right now. We can probably you know see if she pulled that information for him because uh, I I don't yeah. see it around here, but you know this place is a mess, so I'm, I'm not seeing anything. I got a curious. strange. Uh, oh, please go ahead, officer. Thank you. I got a strange feeling about Relay 2 being uh, of some importance, given that that's where a lot of stuff seems to be written. Well, he's got a little a question mark right there, too. Are, are these relay stations easily accessible, or do we have to climb to get to them? Winfield, you would know these are at the top of various mountains surrounding the town. They are typically up single lane winding dirt roads and are sealed in chain link fence with barbed wire around them. The relay towers are pretty self-sustaining with a backup generator if needed. Uh, but yeah, they are kept under lock and key for station staff only. Yeah, we, we, we can drive up there. Um, would I have a key to them? You would. Okay, we, or you we can easily acquire one either yeah, way. You know, we 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 can drive up there um, and, and get into any of these. You know, it, it'll probably they're about 15, 20 miles away or so. So, you know, it's going to take us, you know, 20, 30 minutes to get uh, get there from here. Well, it's something to consider that there still might be some device that's been attached or maybe the chain link fence has been cut. Um, unfortunately, there's a storm tonight, so we'll have to wait until yeah. that passes. Well, with um, Mr. or Officer Masterson's concern about Tower 2, what does his log say? Was he due to go there next? From the logbook, he had completed a full cycle and then seems to have dropped off. And you see another name has sort of replaced and was going through them. Um, potentially, this might line up to whenever Larry had put, uh, had put him on the case to try and get to the bottom of this. Um, how often did uh, Mr. Mars go up and check these? Like once a week, once a month? Once a week or so, just for routine right. maintenance. He so, wouldn't go to all of them on the same day. So it would be sort of like Monday, Wednesday, right. Friday. So after the third, he what hasn't gone up since. And it's currently uh, the 10th. Let's do I hope he's not sick at home. I, I hope that, that he's all right. He would have a landline at home. So yeah, I, I could I could call home. his home. Okay. 
you can get a station phone and uh, they keep a staff directory just on a clipboard to the side so you can call us home and it rings and rings and rings with no response yeah doesn't seem like he has a voicemail set up either yeah well it seems that he's not answering his phone if he is home he must be incapacitated Uh, officer masterson is it possible to go and check uh do we need a warrant that's exactly what i was about to express no we don't need a warrant uh it's called a we can do what's called a wellness check which is just a knock on his door if he's not there then we can enter if we think he's in danger but that's it all right well how how close is his house to uh where the um uh, electric cows tv and repair so electric cows is solidly downtown uh frank's apartment is on the west side of town i think you would know just by talking so uh, within maybe 10 minutes of each other even with traffic in the small town it looks like uh frank may have wanted to talk to cal you know cal may have some some more information on this or at least know where where frank went what time of day is it right now? Or... It's shortly after 9 a.m. I think you all oh, may have been so we got, looking around. Got all day. Yeah. yeah. Well, Miss Fielding is probably just getting set up at her desk. We should go talk to her. Excellent. Okay. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for your assistance. Uh, They're kind to of surprised it. to be acknowledged. They're like, oh, uh, thank you. And as you're walking out, uh, Jimmy, you can see that um, she is getting set up at the front desk. She has this big sort of beehive hairdo, uh, must have recently moved up from Texas to try and get some more fresh air and a little less heat. Well, hi there, Jimmy. How are you doing today? Hello, Miss Fielding. I'm just Andy. Here's your coffee. I grabbed it on the way. One sugar and skim milk, just how you like it. Oh, you are such a darling. Oh, my goodness. So what are you doing? Uh, Like, typically, you're running around trying to get everybody else's orders, or I've seen you helping out at the pit a little bit lately. You're gunning for one of those new engineering jobs, aren't you? Oh, I'm gunning for anything I can get. But I'm actually on a special assignment today, and I'm here with these nice gentlemen, and uh, they have some quick questions for you, if you don't mind. Of course. Oh, and I always love a man in uniform. What can I do for y'all today? <laughs> uh, 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 well, um, we just wanted to know uh, anything about uh, any conversations you've recently been having with uh, Mr. Uh, Morris. Mr. Morris. Morris. Yeah, I was I was going to say Miller for some reason. Uh, Morris, uh, he's uh, he's gotten a wall, and we want to go help him out. Try to see if we can find him. Oh well, yes. Uh... So Frank uh, called me up and wanted me to get another copy of all of the complaint calls that have been going on around town. Folks have been really upset that apparently somebody's been putting kind of weird spooky things up on TV. Uh, I haven't seen any of them so far, but apparently they are unnerving and there are a lot of concerned parents around town. But uh, I have them all just stacked up here. Is there anything... I suppose you can take him to him if you need. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, 
Did, did, Do you have a dress? Oh, of course. And she can. Uh, she goes through a Rolodex and writes it down, hands you a post-it note. Oh, thank you so much. Are, are these all of them, or did Mr. Mars already follow up on some of them? I can't tell if he's followed up on them. He sent me a call to print these off for him and then never came by to pick him up. I figured he just must have gotten busy or something. But, yes. um, yeah, no, uh, that's all that I've had as of today so far. So we know that he has not gone to any of these locations yet. Uh, good. Uh, thank you. Oh, sure thing, hon. Is there anything else I can do for y'all today? Mm. Jimmy, you know just how to make my coffee. Uh oh. Um, could um, uh, could I also get uh, your phone number just for uh, police business? <clears throat> if we need for to contact police you, police business is it? Oh, uh, it, you know, if we need to contact uh, contact uh, you again or any, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Her cheeks get a little red as she sort of writes it down and then gives a a, a sort of time range seven to ten p.m. and uh, hands that over to you. Oh boy. I just have Looney Tunes steam coming out of my ears right now. <laughs> and uh, could you also take note that uh, that Jimmy has been assigned to our assist us, so he's going to be in and out of the building with us as we go. Um, so you might have to get one of the other interns in the future to get your coffee, at least for a couple of days. Oh, well, that's just the thing, though. Jimmy is so good. We've stopped hiring other interns. He does everything so well. We just don't even want to get any other trainees. He's perfect uh, right where he is. Well, we need him. So, <laughs> yeah. of course, I'm sure we'll yeah. find a way to get by. I'm sure we'll wrap things up soon enough. I'll be back tomorrow. Well, looking forward to and as she is interrupted by a phone ringing, she's like, oh, hello. Sorry, is there anything else I can help you with? No, thank you. Okay. All right. Yes. Bye bye. Have a good day. Bye, hon. All right. Yes. I'm so sorry for that disturbance. Yes. And you can walk out the building. It's going through the push doors with a glass front. You can turn immediately to your right and see the large 200 foot main broadcast antenna as three guidelines that are keeping it held upright next to the side of the building. There is a chain link fence going around it and a small sort of outbuilding to the side and a bright red light flashing slowly on and off. As you look around the town, the sky getting slightly grayer, maybe the first drops of rain starting to come down, you can spot other faint lights blooming in the background around you. What would you go all like to do? To the town? To Are we going to Electric Hall or Frank? We're going to do both, I, don't I believe. Want to yeah. check on, I want to check on Frank first. I'm worried about this before. Yeah. Well, if it... If you want to do that, um, well, I mean, you, uh, Officer Masterson, you, you mentioned going up to Relay 2. Uh, that's kind of in the opposite direction. I mean, we could uh, go to Frank's house first and then hit Cal on the way back and then head up to Relay 2. 
Um, hopefully we'll do it for yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be a little wet if we go up there and it starts to rain. But uh, it, it, I mean, you you all let us know uh, what you want to do. Is there any chance that we could get struck by lightning up there? Mm, no more than you know down here. It's it, you know relay two. That's uh, about twenty four hundred feet, uh, uh, about a thousand feet or so uh, higher than us. Maybe a little bit less than that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's, you're in the mountains, there's, there's going to be a chance to get hit by lightning, but I, I think you'll be okay. It'll hit the tower before it hits us. There's no way it'll hit the tower again. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. So we may be in more danger than we realize. Our reporters, is there anything they don't know? Uh, yeah, it'll strike the same thing twice, multiple times, especially <laughs> a big giant metal tower. But I no tell you, I've There's been struck no by lightning seven times. <clears throat> okay, so I'm hearing, do you all want to take a single vehicle or take two of your vehicles and caravan over to Frank's place uh, and then go to Electric Cows afterwards? Correct. Okay, so... I'm just happy to be here. I'll do what they tell me to. <laughs> With uh, Jimmy sitting in the middle seat between the two <laughs> main passenger seats, um, Officer Masterson gets into his car. That sort of Jimmy, you have to keep your knees kept awkwardly apart as he works with the stick shift and like kind of hits your shin a bit. It's like, come on, and moves you over some, sitting awkwardly. You can make your way through the town and at uh, Pitt you can't help but notice there seems to be more missing signs stapled onto the telephone poles around town as you're driving through. Some of them are what used to be like just lost pets. Occasionally you're seeing a few signs that are stacked up. Some are overlapping from one another. Driving your way through town, you See, you know, some folks are walking out and about. Folks tend to be avoiding the weather a bit more. You have to turn on your wipers at a certain point. And you can get to the west side to Frank Mars' apartment. It's a smaller building, you know, a little old-fashioned, sort of getting into that uh, maybe pleasant, quaint, going-on rundown. Uh, there is a sort of a buzzer intercom and a front door. You can see a stairwell leading up to the inside. And there's various other cars parked around in front of it. Jimmy would certainly recognize Frank's vehicle. That seems like he's home. Yeah. So his vehicle's there. Let's look him up and buzz it. So you can buzz uh, from the exterior. There's no response on Frank's uh, from Frank's address. You can see that there's the intercom thing. Seems like he is set in apartment 219. Uh, there is an option for the landlady uh, that is buzzed up at 216. If you would like to check in on that one or wait for someone to try and enter in the door. Yes, buzz the landlady. Tell her we need inside. You buzz through after a brief pause. Uh, yeah, who is it? Uh, it's Dirk Delarose, your uh, your your local reporter. You should you know exactly who I am. Uh, uh, we're we're here to check up on Frank. 
Oh, Mars. Mars. Uh, well, okay, sure thing. Just uh, give me just a second. I can't shake my southern accent now. And a uh, woman comes down. She has her hair in pink curlers, seems to be a skinny lady, has a cigarette hanging from her mouth in a nightgown and slippers going through. Uh, opens the door as you're hit with a wave of Marlboro red smoke. And uh, yeah, so um, you're here to check in on Frank? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Oh, sure. That's uh, no problem, I guess. It's, uh, so my name's Miss Fletcher. I'm the landlady. Uh, just let me know. Uh, feel free to knock away. Uh, if you ever need anything, I haven't had any issues with them. Don't know, like, if you don't mind my asking, what's, uh, what's all the party? He hasn't shown up for work, and uh, he's not answering his phone. We're concerned. Well, uh, well, hope everything's okay. Um, I'm going to go back up to my room. Just, of course, let me know if you need anything for help and whatnot. Um, actually, Mr. Delarose, could, could, could I go back and get uh, – could I get your autograph? Oh, you, well, let's do even better than that. And I'll stand up next to her, and I'll take out my Polaroid. I'll snap a quick picture, shake it really hard and uh and i'll just sign it for her okay so as you sort of have your polaroid ready to go you squiggle the signage off on it and hand it over to her while it's still sort of gray and fading back in for the slight color bleeding through from the edges she is ecstatic and it's like oh my god well this is a good day okay uh i just let me know if y'all need anything this is exciting well ma'am did actually uh, if if he doesn't answer the door, do you think you could uh, let us in? Go ahead and give me a charm or fast talk roll with a bonus dice for the little bit of flattery with the camera. Let's see. Let's go with fast talk. I'll spend eight luck to make it a pass. Well... I guess favors for favors, just as long as I see you have a police officer here. So I trust you all are on the up and up, not like those hooligans running around town. So, uh, sure. Just let me know. Why? Thank you, ma'am. Um, and hooligans. She... have there been hooligans here? Oh, well, you know how it is with kids running around town, uh, some of them been knocking over trash cans and things, but uh, yeah, just kids being kids, I suppose. Hasn't been much of a problem lately, though. Right up the stairs? Okay. Or is there an elevator? No, it's just stairwell. Uh, you can go up the stairs, and everyone can give me a listen roll. Fail. Apparently, I walk like hard this. <laughs> triple zeros. Hard to wow. pass. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you are you get a little too close to the door, like really trying to get up there and listen in on it. Uh, except people tend to notice that your ear is mashed up against the trim that's on the exterior of the door. And uh, Doris kind of shakes her head a little bit. Um, Winfield, you actually get right up towards the side where it's uh, the door handle might be. So that's more likely for sound to bleed through. And you hear the sounds of television going on in the background. You try the door and it's locked. I hear the TV on. 
Police. Mr. Morris, are you in there? There's no response. Better check. He could. Oh, well, this might be serious. Uh, Let me go get the keys and make sure that everything's all right. I can't have a tenant dying in here and stinking up the place. Goes back into her room, comes back out. The curlers have been removed from her hair after a couple of minutes and uh, takes the keys into the lock and opens the door. Inside, there is the blaring loud noise of an old television set. As the door opens, it characteristically goes, Norm! Inside, the room is only dimly lit by these flashing colors, uh, lit only by the television screen. But more than that, as the door opens, you're met with a waft of smell. It's stale, curdled milk, almost. And food that seems to have gone bad and sitting in water. I'll reach around for like any lights near the door to flick them on. Sure. As you open the door, you can sort of pad and find a light switch on your way there. Your hand brushes by a set of keys that are still dangling from the hook by the entryway table. I'll remind everyone, don't touch anything. Yes, yeah. turn the light on. Let's see. Yeah. I love this episode of Cheers. Frazier's, Frazier's the best. So right now, you can't see too much. You're looking at essentially a front entryway, sort of a room closet, and then you can see there's a kitchen off to the side, and then the light from the television seems to be coming from further off into the back right corner of the room from where you're standing. As Winfield, you can look and see that there seems to be a tool bench set up from a spare side table that's piled up with various equipment and electronics. I guess I'll head over to that then. Sure. The smell in the room is stagnant and heavy. As you are sort of struggling to breathe and not cough, you go over to a window next to the side and uh, try to open it to get some fresh air in. And you find that the window is locked. You can, if you wish, you can unlock it, try and open it up to get a little fresh air inside. As you're standing next to the workbench, you can see that there's various electronic equipment and things seems to be continuation of sketches for that uh, the, that math problem he was working on. So no immediate dead body on the floor? Well, Mr. Pond, as you go into the room immediately looking for dead bodies that might have fallen and hidden behind other things, the only thing that has fallen in this living room area is a side table next to an easy chair placed alone in front of the blaring television set. You can see what remains of a TV dinner is tupped over and has dried out encrusting into the carpet. So he was in the seat and he You walk over to the chair and it is empty, Mm -hmm. but it seems like the table was knocked over in a rush. Are there indentations that he was sitting here? This seems like a well-worn chair, yes. 
Um, so I'm trying to reconstruct. He was sitting here, something got his attention, and as he got up, he knocked over the table. Likely. Um, I'm going to immediately uh, start walking. If if there's, is this like a one room or two room? Is there a hallway? I'm going there's to a slight the, hallway, a bathroom off to the side, and the bedroom at the end of the hall. So I'm looking for a body before I start scanning the room. I'll I'll go to the restroom, look inside, go to the bedroom, see okay. if he's there. And what are the rest of you uh, looking at in here? I'm standing around awkwardly in the in the front room <laughs> for now. I want to see what channel the TV's on. Okay, TV is set to channel seventeen, that of WSHP. It's the clearest incoming channel. All of the other local channels around come from Denver, or Boulder, and it gets sort of intermittent and hazy at best, especially on a day like this with a lot of cloud cover. Um, seventeen is going to be your only best bet. And as you're staring at the TV, you happen to get just the briefest, the picture seems to cut out for just a quick second. It may have just been like a quick interruption of the signal, but you swear you saw the same, that image in static, just as a very quick. Oh, holy moly. Y'all see that? Jamie, you saw that? What's what's the what's the problem, Mr. Delarius? Swear I saw that little that that face, that that thing that we saw on the TV. Try fucking with the rabbit ears. That's a good idea. Kind of crank them around, twist them, turn them. Sure, you can go and tweak them, and uh, you actually the picture clarity gets a little bit better if you tweak them just a little bit counterclockwise, facing more towards the station. Mr. Pond, as you search through the rest of the apartment, you find there are some stale beer cans next to a full-size bed. The sheets are sort of tossed. There's clothes laying around on the floor. There's no one here. And certainly no body. There's no body. There's no one here. Um, hmm. Mr. Delarose, that's called apophenia. Seeing a pattern, seeing things in patterns. Uh, it's quite common, but they're not really there. Hmm. It's pretty spooky, If you say though. so. Apophenia. He knocked over his food, apophenia. though. What, what do you think happened, Mr. Bond? What's... He got up suddenly. And left? He left, but the keys are there. His car is downstairs. His yeah, wallet's he... next to the bed. So he left next and didn't bed. even bother to clean up his food, but he took the time to lock the door. Does the door lock automatically? I'd like to test that. No, it's a turn deadbolt. Yeah, he had to take the time to lock the door. But how? He, and you can't help inside. but notice the keys hanging next to the door frame. I've uh, I've read a lot of uh, murder mysteries, and the locked door is a fairly common trope that you find in these stories. Um, I will more thoroughly look around. Is there a 
way up into the attic. Is there uh there is a no attic that looks like it's locked, but it's not in fact locked. Okay. As you are checking through all of this, uh, Winfield, you're searching around on the desk and see that it looks like Frank was sort of in the middle of trying to solder in various uh, boards and wires to create some sort of device or something. There's a couple of slips of paper that are next to it. The first that you see is this here. And you're seeing more of these sorts of circuitry and trying to get the wattage right without having a blowout of some sort. Mm -hmm. The second thing that you see is a note card next to it. Frank. So I guess the booster gizmo was a bust, eh? Oh, well. Lightning's a bitch, but hey, it was worth a shot. Here's something that might interest you. I got I got the plans from a new BBS I dialed up last night. It's a signal jammer. Just... Just point, adjust the dial for modulation, and away you go. Not sure it'll ever be useful, but sounds like a fun weekend build at any rate. Pop on over if you need some new parts or a beer. Cal. Sounds like so, a friendly individual. So do the schematics look like, uh, or I'm sorry, with, with what he is building, does that kind of align to what the, the schematics are? Um, yes. It seems okay. like he was sort of working his way through it, but this may be about halfway completed. Um if you want, you feel like you could roll electronics or electrical repair and try and keep it going. Uh, it's yeah. going to take some time, even using Frank's equipment that's here. It, it's mostly just going to come down to time and delicate work to finish up in this stank smelling room. Um, so I'll just kind of ask the rest of the group, you know, th this is what he was working on. He was working on the signal jammer. I think I might be able to at least I don't know if I can finish it, but at least move it along a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be useful, but as you all are looking, I'm going to start working on this unless, you know, somebody thinks otherwise. Frank seemed to think it was important, so. Okay. Yeah. He had to have left this apartment somehow. He must have a spare key. If he has a spare key and he locked the door. If, if he didn't lock the door, then he's still here. Well, and where... so, when... oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, but his car is downstairs. His keys are still here. Where would he that have means... gone? He has to have a spare key. He locked the door. And Winfield, you can go ahead and give me a skill roll. Electrical repair or electronics, whichever one's better, to influence right. how quickly this will take you. So yeah, regular success. Away? Regular success? Okay. You feel like it might take you about three hours to piece all of this back together. So he just walked away. And Ellery, as you're searching through the windows, sort of checking them to find, there's a couple of windows that are up in the bedroom, um, checking them, they're indeed locked. And your eyes sort of wander across the street behind the apartment building, looking at the other buildings around. Your eyes catch on a set of drapes that are billowing in a room across the way, except the other windows in here don't have drapes. They're vertical blinds. Your eyes catch on it and sort of pans up and you swear that it, well, when your eyes go back to it, it's, it's gone. The, the window is blank and empty, but it almost looked like a, a, a very tall, long, dress was billowing 
in a closed room. Like a silken phantom. Dirk, as you are sort of surveying the place, I'm imagining you with your hands on your hips and looking very in control and supervising all of the work going on. Doris uh, taps you on the shoulder and says, um, so, uh, Mr. Delarose, I don't mean to um, be a bother, but do you think we could try another picture? Maybe you're shaking. Uh, didn't, didn't, it may have disrupted the, the, the ink in it. Um, your face is all kinds of blurry in here. And she hands you the Polaroid. And you can see that where you have your arm around this woman that has curlers in her hair and smiled a very surprised but excited smile, your face is warped and blurred. Your, your mouth, where it should be smiling, is sort of turning a little bit in and on itself. And your eyes are slightly indistinct, sort of caught in too much shadow. What the hell is this? Uh, it it must I must have been moving when I took the, took this picture. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you put your thumb on it or something. <laughs> you know, can smudge the ink. It's I I know those codecs are real expensive, so that just seems too finicky. I'll take my prints to CVS. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll 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 go ahead and do another one with her. Okay, so. She'll ask to step back out in the hallway as uh, it seems to have slightly better lighting. And this time you can have a slightly more pose, sort of holding the camera up in front of yourself with her standing next to you. I photobomb. <laughs> as you're getting photobombed in the background. Um, it's going to take about 10 minutes or so for the film to develop. And uh, you're sort of standing where there may be a little better light and waiting to see. While others are looking around inside. The photo develops and Miss Fletcher's face is still clear. However, Dirk, your face is still warped and so is Jimmy's behind what? you. Off in the background, you think that it's another smudge that your thumb had tapped over in the one corner, but you only ever held this with one hand. So you don't know how you could have messed up the ink where Jimmy's face was and your own. I'm I'm good with the camera. I the, I couldn't have done this twice. J Jimmy, uh, come take a look at this. Even you were uh, looking all creepy. Yeah, give me a little bit of sand roll for that, because that's twice in a row. I pass. I'm good. Okay, no sand loss. It must be some bad film or something. Hmm. This stuff is, it must be old. Our faces are the same. They're both messed up the same way. And she's fine. This is. This I don't is like weird. this. I the air in here is nasty. We gotta open that window. I, I'm freaking out a little. Yeah, that's a good idea, James. Uh, we'll uh, <laughs> crack that window open. Get a little fresh air. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Carver, you said three hours. I, I'm not sure. Can you bring it with us? I don't know if we should stay here for that long. Is it something that I can take with me, or do I need to use the workbench here? 
You'll be, you'll have to have sort of the magnifying lens with the light around it. You're doing some very delicate soldering that um, you would need to take it somewhere else where there might be a workbench. Yeah, I, I need, either need to take this back to uh, the uh, the station or work on it here. Um, you know what? If you all want to go visit Cal and and talk to him, I'll I'll stay here and work on this. And then you know you you can all come pick me up. I I might be done by then. I don't know how long how long it's gonna take yeah. you. Grab some uh, lunch on the way back. On that note, go ahead and give me an idea roll. Is there an immediate need for you to do that? We can just do it later at the shot at the the station. Or we could just a, regular. Okay. Well, I mean, since you mentioned that they could go over to Electric House, surely he would have the same equipment to set this up. Well, he's the one that sent these instructions. Like, if anyone oh. would know how to put this together, then he might be your best option. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, yeah. So, why don't we take this over to Cal's? Um, he, you know, since he may already have one or he could uh, just, you know, help me, you know, kind of work through it a little bit faster. Well, yes, we can't really continue going through this man's apartment. He's obviously not here. He's not dot lying on the ground, so he must have gone somewhere. Yeah, I, I trust your sleuthing. He must have a spare key. That's the only answer. And walking, since he didn't take his car. Um, or why, he got a ride with someone else. Why would he take a spare key when he has his keys? Why would he put um, the TV on? Why would he just drop his food on the ground and walk away? I don't know, guys. This is spooky. Let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's turn the TV off, though. Turn the TV off. Yeah. I'll, I'll grab all the equipment that I think that I might need, or you know, and put, is there like a box or something I can put in just so it's not, you know? Sure, like, of course. I take it from you. <laughs> oh no! Allow me. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Uh, go ahead mm -hmm. and roll me some decks, Jake, to make sure that you don't jostle it around too much while you're being helpful. Let's see. 27. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, hard. All right. You know what you're doing. You may have had some history waiting tables, so you can keep it very level as you're walking down. You all can exit the apartment. Uh, Doris is kind of put off by the whole photo thing. She goes to Dirk and it's like, well, maybe another time, you know, the bad film or something. Maybe it's just my hair, you know, breaking the camera. Oh, of and, course well, not, ma'am. You're lovely. We, we will be sure to contact you if we find out what's happened to Mr. Mars. Yeah, let me know if you find him. That's uh, That's weird, but, you know, glad he at least didn't, you know, die in his apartment. And you all can step outside out to your cars. I'm assuming y'all are taking two vehicles since unless you want to try and all cram into a van, it would be kind of crowded. We'll assume we have two, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking my cruiser because I probably have to do that. All right. And as you drive out and make your way downtown, the rain is starting to patter in a little harder, even though it's getting close to noon this time, the sky isn't much brighter than it was early this morning. And you park 
just on the side of the street uh, and approached the sign for Electrical's TV and VCR repair. As you're walking up, Officer Masterson, you happen to notice that um, there's a woman who is stapling a missing poster on above another one uh, that's sort of on a town bulletin board that's sheltered from the rain slightly as it's coming down. Seems to be tired, straight, blonde hair that maybe is getting a little in need of a shower. I'll go over to her and say, uh, have you filed a missing persons report on this person? Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I called him in. He's been missing for over a week now. Um, have you, have, I assume, my, my, sorry. Okay. Gotta stay calm. Stay calm. Um, have you heard anything about my boy? Jason Stein, S-T-I-N-E. Uh, why don't you uh, refresh my memory? I'm sure. God, okay. That just slipped my mind. Sure. So, um, we were watching cartoons. I was, uh, oh, my name's Laura, by the way. Um, so, it was last Saturday. We were watching cartoons. He was, he really wanted to catch the new, uh, the Transformers show. That's his favorite. So we had the VCR recording for the TV and I, you know, felt like he was fine just with his coloring pad in front. And I went out to go hang some laundry up and I came back and he was gone. And there's nowhere he could have gone. He would have had to go past the laundry room and outside to get past me there. And I have been calling the police nonstop and no one is able to get me any answers. And you can see she's about halfway through stapling up this uh, missing poster for a Jason Stein. And you notice that there seems to be some graffiti that's been drawn on the one that she's stapling on top of. Did he see the gray woman missing Jason Stein, four years old, 41 inches tall, 39 pounds, last seen on Monday, September 18th, 10.15 a.m. at his home, 446 Shandy Street. Please help. If you've seen Jason or have any information, call 911 or Laura Stein at 839, uh, et cetera. said Rob. There's a little... I triangle, then have you seen the gray woman? And also, I'm sorry, I misspoke on the date. It was September 18th was when they were watching television together. And that would be when one of the broadcasts went out, wouldn't it? Or maybe around that went on during the children's cartoon hour. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, ma'am, uh, this is very disturbing. I would just say that, uh, 90% of missing uh, persons uh, are completely fine. Uh, don't, uh, but given that there definitely have been a string of, uh, 
unfortunate events and disappearances around here. We're investigating it, looking into it. And, uh, I'm on a special assignment. So if you have any information, just call me. She's trying to hold her face together. Uh, I think that that was an attempt at comforting her, but then saying that, yeah, a lot of kids have been going missing in here and I'm on the case. Um, she's, trying extremely hard not to cry and keep a straight face and leaves the missing poster half stapled up. She just says, thank you. And turns and starts walking hurriedly down the street. This is the uh, second mention of a gray woman. Well, there also seems to be an interesting coincidence. They're all watching TV when the signal. <clears throat> you know, you said something earlier about subliminal messages and the signal. I, I perhaps wrongly told you that it was all nonsense, but. Um, it's just like the poltergeist. in the tv well i mean what if i mean this is this is a hypothetical but what if somebody perfected a means by which they could transmit some sort of hypnotic suggestion the uh, the imagery that we saw is roughly nonsense but there is a subliminal message underneath of it that some people might become susceptible to and wander off somewhere. Wouldn't one of us have become susceptible to it? Uh, we all watched it. No, we None of us wandered off. 90% of the town didn't wander off either. That could just be a coincidence. Just certain Mr. people. Delarose, can you take a group picture of all of us real quick? Yeah, sure. Why is we uh, taking a group picture of us all? Why? That's a hunch. A troubling we took, hunch. We took a couple pictures in the uh in the apartment building and they were here. I'll show I I get I'll just I assume I just kept them because they were bad pictures. Um, show them to you. Both of them, did, same thing. It didn't damage your camera. Dirty lens. Check it. No, it looks it looks it looks fine to me. Uh, Miss Fletcher is perfectly fine right there in both of them. It's true. Um, do please take our picture. Everybody pose. Where would you like to pose? In front of the missing children bulletin board? In front of Electrical's VCR repair? Pointing at it. Missing posters. <laughs> so as you all line up uh, near the wall, some of you cheesing, some of you just have a confused look on your faces. <laughs> the bright flash of the Kodak camera sort of blinds your eyes for a second, and it spits out a Polaroid picture going to take a little bit for the film to develop and you need to sort of keep your hand covered over it to make sure that rain doesn't get on it because that might ruin it okay you all wait inside while while we're waiting let's just go inside 
So you open the door to Electric Cal's TV and VCR repair. Uh, you see that there's a large front window that's covered by a lot of electronics posters and some TV sets are on, just tuned on to random things. The door, uh, bell dings as you open it and go inside. It smells sort of like burnt plastic, uh, a little bit of soldering metal, and maybe a stale pine-scented air freshener. Uh, there is one counter that is kind of difficult to access as there are stacks of other metal racks of various sorts of small televisions, uh, different VCRs, repair kits, things like that, sort of a hodgepodge storage thing. There is a collection of TVs that are sitting off in the corner in a side wall next to a desk that are tuned into various stations around or playing through VCRs, things like that. Is the after a short time, after the bell dings, you hear some rustling from a room back behind the desk and see a thin sort of stooped over man. Uh, he has a very bushy mustache and thick Coke bottle glasses. And it's like, oh, uh, hi, how, what can I do you for? Yeah, it doesn't look like, oh, so do you have a box there? It's what, do you have a I need to fix your VCR or something like that? Well, uh, no. Uh, so, Cal, I don't know if you remember me. I'm uh, Woodfield Carver. I'm, um, I, I work with Frank uh, up at the TV station. Oh, God. Sorry. Didn't even recognize you there. Yeah, of course. How you doing? Uh, yeah. how, how is Frank? I haven't been able to get in touch with him for a while. He missed our movie uh, night. Actually, we, we haven't either. So we, um, we, we headed over to his apartment uh, and, and found this. And I'll show him the box. Uh, it looks like you gave him the schematics for this like signal blocker or, or, or you know, something similar. And I, uh, you know, wanted to, to ask you about that. I, I was trying to complete it, but um, didn't know if you uh, could assist on that or if, if you had any ideas um, or it had even created one already. Oh, that, that that's a, that's just, you know, kind of a hobby project that we do. We tend to, you know, try, I get some, uh, some schematics from different like bulletin boards and things online. And so we try and just work those out. Um, sure. Go ahead and take a look at that for you. And everyone can give me a psychology role. Huh. I got 11, so I did really well. Okay. Ellery, you're used to sniffing out liars. Yeah. And as Winfield started mentioning this and with Frank missing, the look on his face went from sort of concern to curiosity to aversion and wariness. He, he starts fiddling with his hands a bit more and he was already a little bit sort of damp. I mean, it's humid in here, but now you're starting to see some sweat sort of prickling around on the sides of his temple. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sure, I can go ahead and take a look at that for you. Just go ahead and set it down on the counter and uh, I'll get the lamp set up so we can see what we got here. I didn't right. know you were interested in hobby projects, Woodfield. Oh, uh, you know, it's really more. I, I'm sure Frank told you about the the issues that we were having with uh, the signals and you know somebody hijacking the um, the broadcasts. Uh, I think he was uh, looking to maybe use this to try to stop that, but you know, figured it can't hurt to have. So yeah, here here's here's the box. I'll set it down. And uh, he takes the box. You uh, haven't heard anything more about that, have you? Hmm. 
uh, more than than what? Uh, last time uh, Frank and I got together, he was um, he was interested in those those broadcasts. Uh, mentioned that uh, Larry put him up to uh, investigating them and whatnot. So just checking to see what uh, how that was going. I, I've heard it's real bad. That yeah, people are yeah, getting spooked. We're, we're we're still looking into it. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, we haven't really found anything yet. Um, Mr. Rosenbaum kind of put us all together to uh, figure that out. I think we're going to head up to one of the relays here soon to to see if we can, you know, see see if there's anything weird out, out, up at those. Uh, but unfortunately, we haven't found anything else yet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, just uh, I'll go ahead. Let me get started on this, and uh, we can. Oh, it looked like Frank was uh, almost done. It's weird. He never leaves a project unfinished. That's I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. And starts busying himself with the soldering iron. If at any uh, time during that conversation, he stepped out of the room to get his tools or something. I'm, sure. Yeah. After, uh, after this brief exchange, he'll go back in and uh, get some things to bring them out onto the desk. I'll just, I'll say to Winfrey, I'll say, he knows more than what he's saying. It's quite obvious. You're the expert on this. Um, so I, I know nothing about electronics, but he finds these things on the internet. I don't know what that means. Um, he come. Go on, sorry. Sure. And as you're waiting, uh, Dirk, you pull out the Polaroid that you've been waiting to develop. And you see that all five of your faces are warped in the dim light outside, sort of palely lit with that ghastly bright flash from the Kodak camera. And maybe it's just a distortion. Maybe it's just a trick of the light, but it looks like there's a figure standing in a window behind you, a clear head taller than either of you. So maybe it's, you know, someone had Halloween decorations up a little bit too early. It's just sort of a blank face, uh, maybe just a shimmer on the light. The eyes are a bit too big. I'll show empty. this to everybody. All right. I I fail a sanity roll. <laughs> Not okay with that. So yeah, that's one. It's more. I think maybe it's in that case. It's Jimmy. You latch on to like it. It could just be a trick of the light, but it looks like a white-ish, empty face standing well over seven feet tall behind you in the building, behind you, behind the window. Maybe it's the more that you look at it, it's kind of hard to see. There's other reflections from the window. You can see Dirk sort of reflected back in the background. Mr. Della Rose, could I speak with you over here privately? Of course. Of course. Um, you're using a, a Kodak, but um, do you also also familiar with how to develop film? Uh, and uh, do you have a, 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 a 
what is it called a dark room um uh yeah we should have one at the station that we can uh with is that something safe to assume i'm i'm assuming like I'm, it. I'm asking if you know the procedures on oh how yeah to develop yeah film and so forth. yes yeah there's a there's a rather famous story about um kodak and uh the the original tests for the atomic bomb uh before the war and that's that the uh the scientists were contacted by kodak uh months before uh the public knew anything about the atomic bomb and Kodak basically said that they knew that what they were doing. The reason why is because photographic film is extremely sensitive to radiation. And Kodak suddenly was having all of this film with uh, spots on it. And they knew that radiation was coming from somewhere. They knew that they were testing something that was giving off radiation. Now, when I look at that, but I see that just our faces are blurred. I'm wondering if we've been exposed to something. I, I, I don't know how we, how we all would have been exposed to something. I mean, we did all watch this video. That's but... what we've done. Yes. Could it somehow be giving off radiation? I, I don't certainly. want to think that, that the signal is somehow frying our brains. I certainly radiation. hope not. We'll have to find a way to science to figure out if that's in fact what's happening. And as you're having this conversation in the corner, uh, Winfield, you're still standing near the counter, maybe just drumming your fingers. And Cal comes back out uh, with the sort of tool set and sets up. Um, you both can... Or, you can chat with him if you want. You can lend a helping hand to try and piece this device back together. Yeah, he I'll, seems I'll... pointedly and like focused on just trying to do this and talking to himself along the way. He seems jittery. Okay, I'll I'll kind of help what, where I can, but you know enough to stay out of his way and kind of listen to what what he's saying. Sure. He's muttering to himself about the signals and things around town he's saying well, let's say that we tried the booster and then that didn't work the booster done got fried so trying to get this interrupter maybe if they're jacking into a tower then interrupter at the right frequency might be able to uh, try and stop that but you'll need to find out where the source is coming from yeah the source is what's going to be doing it but that's assuming that that's not just something national that it's not just in the radio waves all around us that maybe it's something coming from outside the towers coming down and he's leaning towards this sort of more paranoid tilt as he keeps okay. muttering around to himself okay I'll just kind of stand off to the side and, and just listen and well, not uh, say anything to him. Go ahead and give me a listen roll to see how much of his sort of quiet mutterings you can pick up beyond just that. I failed. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's what you get just by standing nearby. And he's very much just sort of muttering to himself. 
What are the rest of you doing? Um, if I can get the photo that uh, all of our faces are messed up in, I'm going to take it and just say, well, you know, maybe Cal's got an opinion on this and I'm going to go show it to him and see, say like, you know, about electrics and stuff. Like, what do you think could be causing this anomaly? So he, it takes you a minute to, to sort of shake him out of his reverie. And he looks at this photograph and he stops and looks you in the eye, looks at all of you in the eyes as you're staring at him with intent. And he says, so have you seen it too? Your, your faces are, your faces are fucked up, right? The gray woman. Yeah. 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 The fucking aliens that are beaming signals down on us. Yeah. Fuck tall, big, black, empty eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. They're around. They're snatching oh people around town. Those broadcast, they're putting something in our brains. They're giving us messages, telling us to do things. Maybe just making so we can see them, make us easier targets. These these broadcasts, they're getting more frequent. They're getting longer. The, 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 their signal is getting stronger i uh i got him uh the the first one the first first one was only a few seconds that was on august 30th it was on august 30th it was just a, a few seconds that was people talking about that maybe something was wrong with the television sets people brought them in for repairs thought that was weird so i i paid attention so i have all these going in here i have all of these recording i got the one the September 18th was on the cartoons. I got it. Got that. I got the one October 1st. It's something's something's wrong around here. And since I got them, I'm seeing I'm seeing them around stalking around town, following people. But we following we me. only saw a recording. We, we didn't see the live thing. We just saw a recording. How could that have the same effect on us? Listen, you see these recordings and you'll see what I'm talking about. Just hang on. Hang on right there. Stay right there. And Guys, he's going to show us more. He sort of trips over some boxes that clatter to the ground as he rushes over to this stack of televisions with various VCRs and looks at a rack of different uh, of semi-labeled cases. They're only just written with chicken scratch, maybe some letters and some numbers and pulls out one. It's like, okay, this is the first one that I got. This is the, if, this is the. Before he does that, I'm going to mm -hmm. say, um, Jimmy, could you run to the Starbucks and get me a, Coffee mocha, please. Vente coffee mocha. I don't oh. know if Starbucks was invented yet. In 89? But there might be a Duncan. Uh, I know just the place. Uh, yes, gladly. So, everyone else? Yeah, pick me up a Jimmy Jones. Wait, is that what you're named after? Jimmy Jones? Jimmy Jones? Give me a sausage hmm. sandwich. Okay. It's pretty weird coffee, but yeah. I take everyone's order and run out of here. Get him a sausage coffee. <laughs> and I'll just I'll say to the others, I don't want him to watch. Okay. And so he 
puts on this uh, VHS tape and begins fast forwarding. And then you see it's, you know, kids cartoons, very bright colors and whatnot. And finally, he gets to the part and it's like, now this, this is it. This is it right here. So you see that they're they're putting those alien symbols into our heads that that's you, you saw that, right? That that wasn't those weren't fucking Egyptian hieroglyphics. That's there. They're, they're trying to show us something. Show us the next one, then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Surprisingly, right. surprisingly, we're not disbelieving you. We're, yeah, let we're me quite intrigued. Let me find it. Let me find it. That was uh the other one, people thought it was that you, uh, you folks had messed up and put on an old Twilight Zone episode over here and uh, interrupted their old movie horror session. Uh, let's see, me and right here, here. Ah, oh, got it, found it. Sorry. So you see, they're trying to they're trying to tell us something. They're trying to show us something. I think they're trying to communicate with us. I was just going to say the the symbols. I don't know that much about electricity, but they kind of look like they had some electrical circuit lines on them, like the two lines going through. You know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Would would I recognize them? as electric symbols schematics or something like that right they're like nothing that you've seen before i did yeah. however notice that on the uh oh did i ever see the i didn't see the poster outside i think you all were standing somewhat nearby okay and did could it... have just overlooked it after seeing officer masterson make a, a older woman cry you might have just been curious enough to look and see what it was about the, the poster of the child had a triangle with a dot in the middle of it, and that triangle with the dot is also on the signal coverage uh, map as well. 
would be an interesting premise that aliens are trying to speak to us by showing us signals that they intercepted in outer space. But in that last one, it looked like there was a logo or something that went by. It's something like the Ether Institute. Welcome to the Ether Institute or something like that. Yeah, Ether or Heather, something Institute, yeah. Is there such a place anywhere around? And we saw the lady's face again at the end. I also noticed on that same poster I just mentioned that there is an unhappy face, which there is also an unhappy face on the uh, coverage map. Uh, Masterson, do you know of any Ether Institute in the area? You should know the area pretty well. I can't say I do. Um, you know, what I'm thinking about is four, what was it, 450 megahertz? What was the frequency again? Over 500 kilohertz, if memory serves kilohertz. me right. Oh, shit. I wonder, I wonder if that frequency might be, you know, I heard... I've heard like the brain wave, the radio waves can, you know, hit your brain and knock something loose or something like that. You know, they say there's holes in your brain from TV signals going. I wonder if maybe it's the, the hertz of that signal that's messing with stuff. Well, I'll, I'll explain to everyone now that they're all listening what I told uh, Dirk about radiation. That maybe radiation, some, yeah, radiation. That somehow it's 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 not impossible. I don't know how you would do it, but the energy that it would take to do something like that, maybe there's a scientific institute somewhere here in the mountains that's either purposefully or accidentally broadcasting something and it's overriding the television signal well if if that was the case then so so if i'm understanding what you're saying correctly the 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 radiation coming are you saying the radiation coming from the the signal uh the the overriding signal uh, is doing this or just in general because it, it can't be in general because the the TV signal broadcasts at that all the time, and and we don't. I mean, yes, there's radiation uh, everywhere, but you know we don't see necessarily see an increase with that. Um, I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to figure out is: are, are you saying that there's going to be like a higher uh, a higher uh, amount of radiation closer to the signal or or whatever is this is that what you I... i'm i'm thinking that something's being done to us um specifically because we've watched the videos maybe take another picture of us and see if the distortion is worse now that we've seen the video yeah let's let's all line up in front of the tvs just snap, get maybe get Cal in the picture too, if we can, or get Cal to take the picture. 
Yeah. Uh, you can get Cal to take the picture for you. He's um, his hands are a bit damp and clammy as they brush your fingers for the camera and snaps the photo. As your eyes are still adjusting to this brightness and sort of fading in back on this dim room. He's like, yeah, and I'm already going to tell you, your faces are all fucked up. Listen, I'm not even going to touch the Polaroid. You ready for that? Okay, just wait. And Jimmy, you can come back with coffee. Mm-hmm. About hey, the time everyone. this, about the time this picture develops, and it's the same as the others. So Thank what's you, up? Sean. We're all gonna watch some scary movies or something? No, we uh, we watch. Oh yeah, kid, comedy. the scariest kind of movies, the mm. kind that will fucking get you. Mm. Mm. Oh, I missed it. No, oh, that's too bad. Well, uh, so where are we headed to next, guys? We still need to go up to the signal and check before it gets too stormy the uh, tower relay number two are we going to wait and do that when it stops raining well it it keeps bugging me that Frank was talking about or he he asked for where the uh, list of complaints were coming from that's been in the back of my mind this whole time Uh, officer Masterson all these disappearances that are happening, uh, have they been localized to any area, a specific area near one of these uh, relay towers? And I'll, I, I assume we, we took uh, Frank's map that he he marked up. Mm-hmm. You know, have have any of these been localized around any of these towers? Uh, let me check one second. Sure. And I imagine Officer Masterson just might have an occasional list of Folks, you know, with the missing persons cases, trying to keep it away from Dirk's prying eyes and maybe not showing how long it is recently becoming. Uh, Winfield is your sort of, you can have this document of all of the complaint calls and reconsulting it with the map. Others of you are pouring over this different evidence or sipping your sausage coffees. And as, um, as Cal is finishing up the repairs, on the signal jammer. And you find that the the complaint calls and the missing persons cases are dotted all over town. There does seem to be a heavier clustering though outside of the center town broadcast circle. There seems to be some people lodging complaints on the other side of the mountain from relay tower number two. Okay. So it, it is looking like maybe relay number two is where we need to, to head to. Um, because, and, you know, feel free to disagree with my logic here, but uh, the people on the other side of the mountain can't see the main tower they can see relay yeah. number two. So they shouldn't be able to get these, have these issues uh, in theory, unless they, they were in line with it. So it's gotta be coming from at least that area. Yeah. That makes sense I, that, to me. Do I know anything about the area around relay number two? I mean, it's a decent amount of it, folks that want to get 
what would amount to suburban living, a couple of trailer houses around in there. It's, you know, rent and property taxes are cheaper on that side of the mountain, but um, nothing particularly eyebrow raising about the area. It tends to be wealthier folks live in Summit Hills proper uh, or towards the south, towards Relay Hill 1. It's a little more pretty landscape out that way. Hmm. Yeah, let's head out there. All right. Yeah. And so would you all like to take a five, 10 minute bio break for this? Thank you. Sure. So in the time it's taken you to collate all this information and sort of come to these conclusions, Cal has finished soldering up this device and um, hands it over to you. Winfield and he was just like, all right, this has got the Cal McClossy guarantee, uh, bringing it back in for all your money. If I'm still here afterwards, that's, um, you know, y'all are going to put a stop to this, right? Or you get snatched up like everybody else. We're certainly going to try. All right. Mr. Cal, how are they snatching, snatching people? That's Mr. Mars, uh, his table was knocked over, but his door was still locked and his key was there. I don't know. I don't know. These, who knows what kinds of technologies these aliens even have for themselves. I think they might be programming us to to walk out and just leave, maybe meet them somewhere. You know, they have, uh, they talk about those flying saucers that are like the tractor beams, maybe sucking people out. Maybe it just... It's like Star Trek and they're phasing and just lifting you right up. They just need you to be exuding the right, you know, signal from your head for them to, to phase you out. Oh, okay. I see. Huh. It's aliens. Okay. I missed something. Yeah. Oh, weren't you well, here, kid? Oh, that's right. You were getting coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's aliens. <laughs> that's oh. why all these people are going missing. Oh, no. Or it's mind control mad scientists. Oh, no. Well, thank you, Cal. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know what we find, and we'll let you know when we find Frank. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, let, let me know. And uh, as you leave, he turns the sign, uh, says, you know, open hours 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. to... We'll be back on a quick break. You hear the bolt clack behind you. And through the window, you can see that he sits down and is staring at the monitors at his workstation. You all get back in your cars. And I'm assuming Winfield is going to take the lead on this one as you start driving out towards Tower 2. You have to turn your windshield wipers on a bit as the rain is starting to patter down on your metal roof. You turn off onto a dirt road uh, pit. You almost miss it as you're driving around behind it. It's sort of hard to spot. And you start climbing up onto a muddy mountain road with a winding trail. I would like Winfield and Pitt to give me drive auto rolls. No. Officer yes. Masterson, how'd you do? I passed that one. Okay. So as Winfield is sort of driving, you're taking a turn. It's one of those quick hairpin turns. And uh, you notice that your 
front right tire doesn't quite clear all the way and sort of pops off the side of the mud. Uh, Pitt manages to maneuver back around you and can sort of get you a good start, but he has some gravel in the back of his car to give you some traction to back up and continuing your way up the hill. The rain is starting to fall a little harder at this point, and you can still see this dim red light starting to flash or continuing to flash on and off over your heads. As you pull in, there is a small patch of gravel that's barely big enough to hold one car. You sort of have to share the space between both of you. And there is a chain link fence surrounding a small white corrugated tin building. Uh, the relay tower is about 100 feet up beyond that. You can see various ladders and hookup equipment to the side. The It's still quite a climb to get up to the building. You have to go up some staircases. Uh, it seemed to be maybe rusting in the elements in order to get all the way up to the tower itself as a steep mountain incline. All right, everybody, we got a little hike. Watch your footing. Yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, I, uh, I got to admit, uh, I secretly didn't really want to watch the scary videos, but it's just been killing me. I what What were they? Were they just like the other one? Like... Can you guys describe it to me, what you saw? Pretty much the same, but different vision, different things. Lots of eyes and uh, um, some random looking number codes that flashed on the screen. And uh, what else did we see? Uh, laughing, like, screaming. Uh, yeah, laughing, screaming. I didn't hear laughing. Uh, uh, some sort of symbol that flashed up on the screen that uh, made no sense. We thought that perhaps it was, I mean, it looked like some silly occult symbol. Oh. It might as well have flashed a five-pointed upside-down star on the screen. Hmm. I still have a funny feeling this is some sort of a hoax. Ah, but we did see something that looked like either Ether or Heather Institute. Hmm. It's quite distorted. Well, and I, I walked in on you guys taking another picture. Is Did your faces get worse after seeing more? Was it worse or was it more or less the same? It certainly wasn't better. It's hard to tell if it got worse. Your heads were still in the right places, but uh, sort of more of the same. I mean, we're all in agreement, though, that Cal is a little off his rocker, right? Well, he's 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 faced with a mystery that he can't find any rational reason for, and he's no doubt watched a lot of X-Files, so... He naturally goes in that direction, but he's seen and experienced something just like we've seen and experienced something. Well, if this is having an effect on us, who knows how many times he's watched it over and over. It might just be what happens. It's true. And it also might be end up being less, less an alien invasion and more just a scientific invasion of our physical person that somebody's trying to hypnotize us or 
they're trying to, uh, I think there was a movie in the, the late 70s about television people transmitting hypnotic messages through the television that make you go buy their banana-flavored wafers or whatever. It's, it's science mm-hmm. fiction, but it's, it's, it's science fiction because it's not completely implausible. It's not magic. It's just... But the Institute is really strange. When we get back into town, I'll get on a computer and look that up on the internet for us. This is 1989. And in this case, the internet is still a ways away. What you would have would be the, uh, what do they call it? It's the bulletin boards. That's it. It's the bulletin board system online. There is one still set up at the news station that you can check through on there whenever you get back. Yeah, I just missed the mark a little bit. That's definitely what I meant. Of course. No, this is, I learned some things in reading this too. (laughs) All right. So what order do you all want to make your way up these slippery steps? Or does anyone want to stay near the cars? No. There's nobody can come up here for the cars. Um, I've got a high dexterity, so I'm, 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 I like hiking. I'm hiking up. Hmm. Winfield would probably lead the way since he's been up here before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right behind you. I'll be towards the front as well, and I'll probably have mm-hmm. my hand trained near my gun because I'm freaked out. Sounds like I'm in the back. Yeah, I'll be like right before uh, Jimmy. Okay. So as you are making your way slowly up these rusted steps, you notice that the handrail wobbles a bit uncomfortably as you cycle back and forth in this sort of zigzagging pattern. There's sort of a fog starting to roll in you look out the rain is still coming down and the forest is quiet aside from the sound of rain you're not hearing anything else really sort of all just your own heavy breathing and the creaks of this metal as you're making your way up the steps you get to the top and find that there is a uh, chain link fence around this small white building with barbed wire at the top. Winfield has the key to unlock the padlock to get inside. I would like anyone going inside the area to give me a spot hidden roll. Is this a large structure? Could you walk around it in two minutes? Oh yes, it's a small building. Okay, roll to two. Okay. I, I got a hard. So as you all are walking, there seems to be a strange kind of uh, growth that you notice. Um, it, it stands out amongst the other moss and just rocks and mud as it's a, a rather deep shade of red. It's a thin and stringy, almost a filament thin, sort of like hairline roots, uh, growing about on the dirt um along on the ground towards the south side of the building dirk you just happened to 
sort of catch your foot on one as you're walking, maybe trying to keep your eye out on other things. And you swear that when your foot catches this little thing and it doesn't snap, it very nearly trips you as you're going forward. You have to stumble to catch your balance again. As you turn back to look, you would swear that this clump sort of pulls back into the ground, sucking closer to the earth itself. Hell. Watch out for this uh this red stuff. This is this is it's 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 doing some weird thing. I've never seen anything like this. It it, it reacted to my uh to, I tripped on it. Uh, this is strange. Some sort is of it, uh plant parasite to daughter does you can look... reach down and touch it if you want. Uh, they, th- they seem to be very thin, stringy, red, like maybe a vines or like a fungus filament type thing. Mm-hmm. That the, the more that you're looking for it, the, yeah, they seem to be growing around about this area at this elevation. Yeah, we, we, got, of... we got something out in California called like witch's hair. Some people call it. It's, yeah. it's kind of orange, not red, but daughter yes we see that all the time um does anyone want to reach down and touch it maybe it's the uh maybe it's the rain makes it red i'll touch it sure so pitt you're familiar with this like you know what to expect whenever you're reaching down to grab this witch's hair stuff and this doesn't feel quite the same it feels sort of even amidst all of this rain it feels waxy and somewhat oily, you can wrap your fingers around it and sort of tug, and it doesn't give. It doesn't snap as you like actually put some umph into it. And whenever you let go, it doesn't leave any residue on your fingers, but you swear that it sort of goes down to where it was and then lays down a bit flatter on the ground, sort of like a reverse Venus flytrap trying to get away from predators maybe would i have a knife i think so having a pocket knife cut it okay you sort of work at your blade underneath these filaments and are pulling your knife you have to saw a little bit to cut through them Eventually you do, and it's this bright yellowish fluid inside that seems to come out on your knife, and the the filaments are sort of hard to hang on to as they're trying to pull away really quickly, but they look almost copperish on the inside. What are the rest of you doing while Pitt is doing this? I'm actually interested in what he's doing, so I'm watching him. Think so. I, I think Whitfield would, uh, since I uh, failed my role, he'd be more focused on heading towards the the building still. Okay. So as they seem to be stopped and looking at something, um, you can go into the main door of the building. Again, the tower is sort of set up behind it uh, with guy lines going up to it and a ladder that can lead up to the top. 
As you get inside, there is a there's a generator off to the side, a small desk with a small little 13 inch monitor um, and various mechanical equipment and things seems to be green lights across the board as the red light of the tower flashes on and off gently. Uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden or an electrical repair roll, assuming that you might be surveying the area some. That is a regular success on electrical repair. Okay. Actually, for both. So checking through the equipment uh, that is shown here, you see that all of the lights seem to be on and running. The generator is good. It's still getting power from town. You get underneath this desk area and just check through the wiring. And you happen to notice that there's something kind of weird with the wiring that there's more than are necessary for these boards. The wiring seems to be splitting off and it's these very thin red filaments that actually seem to be sprouting from the wires and cables in the circuitry feeding into the tower. So, so they're not like leading back somewhere. They're actually coming from the, the existing wiring. Yeah. Give me a little sanity roll for that. Yeah. Uh, pass. Okay. That's maybe some kind of uh, splicing in or something, but there's no, um, there's no lines for that. That's, that's weird, but maybe Frank was doing some alterations to this tower and just no one was the wiser. Those of you outside, as these sort of vines are cut, you happen to notice a, a light flashes, not the same light from the tower behind you, but a light deeper into the woods. You notice it through the fog as it's lighting. And then pit, these vines recede and pull quickly out of your grip and into the ground. What the fuck? And the so light goes seen, out. I've never seen it act like that. It's just a parasite on the plants, but... Oh, well, let's go inside. It's well, wet. Rain. Wait, well, what was that light? Is someone else out here? Should we go check that? I think we should all stick together, Jimmy. I'm going to take my gun out. Be a, you don't want to be abducted by a bunch of gray aliens. I do think that we should check it out, uh, but maybe in a minute after we, as yeah. Ellery says, we should stick together how high off the ground was the light you mostly saw it poking through the trees as it seemed sort of like a bat signal spotlight that was going up that you notice catching in the fog oh huh and as a... oh, go ahead see maybe there's a spotlight that's up here and it's just it's short circuiting well, it really seemed yeah. related to that, right? Like it, 
it was cut, then the light turned on, and then it went out when that thing went away, whatever that was. But it's a plant. Was it? It looked metal to me. It was weird. And it moved. And as you're having this conversation, Winfield, what are you doing with this circuit board, these new wires? I, I think I'm trying to figure out, you know, what they're doing, you know, where they're going in, if there's any pattern as to um, essentially what they, yeah, just in general, what they're, what the wires are, are trying to do, um, you know, why might, why they might be uh, set up the way that they are. Okay. Give me another electronics type role. Fail. Okay. As you are checking in to see where these wires are leading, they seem to be following the lines back out of the the building itself. Like these lines, they go up to the antenna. And so you're sort of following this along and trying to find out all the parts that they're feeding into. They seem to be everywhere throughout the circuit board in this. And you, with a gloved hand, reach out to touch them just in case that, you know, there may be shock possibilities right. in here. And as your thumb presses down to touch these wires, the room is suddenly filled with the grainy, tinny sounds of a man shrieking above you, screaming, blood-curdling pain. You jerk your head up and see in that small 13-inch monitor a close-up, black-and-white, grain photo of a man's mouth, teeth bared as he is screaming, scream, and it goes to static. I will shout out. some sand. Yeah. Uh, pass. Okay, that's still one. Yeah. Um, as soon as I I came back to not seeing that, I'll just you know let out a a, a scream uh, of shock and, and surprise, uh, and immediately look around for to see where everybody else is, to see if anybody else saw this. Sure. I'm imagining that you let out a scream and sort of backpedal back out the door. Yep. The rest of you see Winfield backing out in a hurry, seeming panicked. Did 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 you all hear that? Immediately. Did, did you see that? Did what, what was that? What was that? That, that scream. I'm going to run in there. Okay, you run inside, pistol drawn. You see that there is a small television set that is hissing a faint static, and you see what seems to be like an access plate laying on the floor, tools laid around next to it. Yeah, I'm going to put my foot through the TV set. Okay, you Let's take it, shatter it in. But, it was like that when you found it, right? Yeah. The 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 TV. There were there was there was a man screaming. I, I saw him on the TV. Did you did did none of you hear this? Did none none of you see this? Did we hear it? You all definitely heard a scream, but it's hard to know if it was Winfield we or outside. someone else. That right. I. I, I swear, I, I heard this. I'm not going crazy. The, these wires are, 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 you know, everywhere. These red wires are, are going into everything. I, I don't know what they are. They're not supposed to be here. I, I touched it, and, that, and that's when I, I heard this. Well, we, we cut just one. cut some of them. Yeah, I thought it was and, a plant. Like it screamed in pain. Uh, I no, I well, maybe I, I, I don't know. It was. 
I, I, I just like, I, and you can see I'm wearing gloves. Uh, I, I just kind of, you know, touched it to, to see what, what these warriors were doing, where, where they were going. And, and that's when, I mean, I, I heard the scream. I, I, I saw on, on the TV that this, this man, I, I don't, mm, God, I'm turning into Cal. Apparently. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I just imagine. Maybe I'm, maybe it's the weather. Maybe well, it's your radiation. You, you maybe know, this, right. this site, don't you, you know, uh, the, the layout of this place. Is there a spotlight in the woods over there? We saw something shoot up in the sky. Not, not that I know of. I, you know, I've, I've never seen a spotlight while I'm here. Timing wise, did the scream that he heard come at the time when we cut the, the, the stuff or was I'm it not sure how that? Ellery would know that it all well, seemed to happen so fast. Him. We would have heard him scream when we, yeah, you we heard cut? him scream and backpedal out shortly after clipping that route. Okay. So it did seem connected then. Possibly. Could be. Oh, something very strange is going on. <clears throat> who who put all these wires here? It's grown out of the ground. They're alive. They're moving. The, I don't think these are wires. The, they've got to be wires. They're 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 connected into the circuitry of of the uh, of the tower. They, they're connected into the tower. They're connected into the boards. You know, plants or, or living things, whatever, can't do that. Did did when we cut them? Did we have a did we end up with a piece of it? No. You had to, Pitt essentially had to saw it and get it to snap yeah. back. And then each and then part sides. receded back into the ground. I'm going to go look up to the top of the tower and see if there's, I can see anything up there. Sure. You step outside of the building and walk around to the backside, around towards the tower. And at this point, you don't even need a spot hidden roll. As you can see, there seems to be a braid of these kinds of roots and vines sort of braiding up onto the back of this building. They're growing up and over like veins across this crown through the grating and climbing up the broadcast tower itself. It's difficult to see because they're so thin, but you can definitely see them at the bottom. And uh, as you're having to look up through the rain, it, it seems like they might be going up too. Oh boy. I wish you hadn't broken the television. Now we can't repeat the experiment and see if, if we can cause it to happen again. Can't get fucking mind controlled either. If someone was trapped in there, maybe they're free now. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Trapped in the TV. Seriously. Hey, man, I'm willing to believe anything at this point. It's getting very Ray Bradbury-esque with plants and wires attaching themselves into the signal box. Um. So there is tampering that has been going on here with the tower. Yeah. Something, yes. The, the, all, all these 
red wires, whatever you want to call them, that they, they should not be here. Should we attempt to pull them out? I, I'm not going to do it. Last time I did that is when, when that happened. Um, I mean, I'm almost... Yeah. <clears throat> but we saw the light coming from over here. Do we want to go and see if there's anything over there? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't recommend pulling the wires out that you could shock yourself and die. Yeah. Well, they're so strong. We need tools. We need like an axe or a saw or something. Is there a fire axe inside the building? I wouldn't think there's a fire axe inside the building. I could get a shotgun, but we need to go down to this, I, basically back into town to, to get that. The wires. You need wire clippers. This is thousands of dollars in property. You can't just you know start shooting this. I mean, uh, we we've just got this in the TV. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll I'll submit the bill for that to the police department. Uh, but we we've got the interrupter. I mean, what, would that do anything? I I, I don't know. I mean. Or I, I don't want to cut the power to here, but maybe we could do that. But if we do that, then I'm going to have to deal with um, Rosenbaum being pissed off because you know third of the valley is is now without uh, television. We saw the red wires moving of their own accord. Why don't what? we try something ridiculous and point your signal blocker at the wires? The big braid going up the the tower. See if anything happens. Sure. Why not? Uh, pull out the um, the interrupter and kind of walk up to. So it'd be about like five feet away from the 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 wires or whatever going up the tower, and then point it at it, and I guess hit the button or whatever I need to do to to get it to work. Okay. The rain is coming down fairly hard at this point. Is anyone staying inside? Or are you all going to follow out to watch this experiment? Walk out with him. Can, yeah, we, can we see through like a window or an open doorway? Sure. Let's say that there's a small window uh, that okay. you can sort of peek out and see. I'd like to stay inside and watch. I'll stay too. I'll come out with him. I'll hold my hat over the, the thing so that it's not getting rained on. Yeah, and Dirk. Out. Okay. I'm coming out. So, Winfield, go ahead and give me an electronics roll to try and manage. It's more just like getting a dial to try and find whatever frequency that this is intending to block. So, you're going to be fiddling with it back and forth and trying to find out how you can, like, maybe match if there is some sort of a current or signal flowing through these wires. Okay. Um, Ellery and Dirk, give me luck rolls. I got a uh, critical fail. success. Good. Okay. So, Winfield, you know the frequency that this tower is broadcasting. You turn the dial over to that and you point it at the wiring and the light flashes on and off on the tower and then it seems to falter uh, as you're pointing it out and so the light stays off 
while you're jamming it. It's hard exactly to know like if you're blocking the wires, if you're just blocking what the tower may be producing, but you feel like you found it and like zeroing in on that. Ellery, as you're sort of watching this, it takes a couple of minutes of fiddling with this uh, dial to try and go through. You're holding, trying to cover and keep it out of the rain. And as your eyes wander, you look through this forest and swear that you see what looks like a woman in a dress floating between the trees out in the distance. Like the curtains in the building. Just like the curtains at the building. As you look up, she doesn't, you don't see any hair. Only the, this, this torso and sleeve seem to flow behind her as she moves. Her face never separates from yours. It's, it's difficult to even call it a face, really. It's smooth pallid with only sort of suggestions of facial features by this absence of light there's a slight gap around the nose but you mostly notice the eyes that are too big too empty and you see this for a split second moving between the trees fixed on you and as your eyes continue moving to follow along that's you lose it they don't seem to move out from behind the tree. Jimmy okay. and Dirk, you are both staring out at this little peephole window, watching them at the tower outside. Whenever you hear static in the room, you turn and see that the broken television set is saying static through the cracked glass. Well, it was uh, Officer Master standing with me, so I'm going to say, kick it again. I don't think I'm going to kick it again. I'm just going to stare at it in horror. Sure. You both continue to stare at this thing that can't, shouldn't be happening. You feel the lights growing dim in this room as the static gets louder and seems to be brighter, sort of commanding all of the room and space in this tiny, constricting building. You stare at it and you swear you can see. It's difficult to make out shapes behind the cracked glass. You see that there's a chip missing but there seemed to be a suggestion of movement, of features. I'm gonna look closer. Jimmy, what are you doing? I keep a distance, but I'm staring at it too, yeah. Pitt, as you get closer and lean, you see something. It seems like you can see the static behind the glass. It seems like a physical thing. It seems like something you can reach out to touch. And as you're noticing this, it seems to be watching back at you. 
And Jimmy, as you are backing up, you feel your back pressed against the door frame. And you hear something else from behind you. The static in this room is getting louder and louder. It's difficult to look away. The lights are all out at this point. You only see the silhouette of Officer Masterson's face and torso as he is leaning too close to this television set. You may turn to try and reach for the door frame and open it to leave the room. And as you do, you see the same room again. You turn around behind you and there is a television set and Officer Masterson there. You turn back around and see a tall silhouette of a woman looming over your head. She stands seven feet tall, possibly. Her billowing dress seems to be made of this static. As it wafts closer and touches, you can feel this numbness sort of spreading throughout your body. This sound is getting louder as it is enveloping your hearing, your sight. She leans closer, her empty, vacant eyes staring down into yours, and you feel yourself getting lost into them. I would like both of you to give me power rolls. <laughs> I failed by one point. <laughs> I want to think I want to spend luck on that. I did actually. I passed that one. <laughs> what level of success? Just a regular 30. As you reach out, you almost can't help yourself, Pitt, as you touch the static on this television screen. You feel it give like a membrane almost as you press and then as you start to poke your finger through you get this signal lost sound blaring into your ears it's crippling jimmy you feel hands pressing against your face almost as her face gets drawn closer to yours and you lose sight of anything. You are engulfed in this static. It is crippling all of your senses. It is all that you can see, all that you can hear. And Dirk, it's raining really hard outside. What are you three doing outside? I, I think I got the, the signal right, uh, but I don't know if I'm blocking the television station or anything else. Did we want to go snoop off and find that uh, light off in the woods? Or should we well, take let's, everybody? Let's get the others, make sure they okay. we don't want to leave them alone. But you did turn the light off up above. Yeah, and, and that's why I think I, I may just be blocking the, the television signal itself. And as you hit the off switch or move the device away, you can see the light resume flashing. 
at That's least we know it works. Wild, though. Yeah, it, it, it. I wouldn't have thought this would work, but apparently it does. Uh, I don't know how how close I need to be for it to work, but yeah, let's get the others and find the light you saw or, or whatever. As you walk back around to the front of the building, you open the door and see Jimmy is hunched holding his hands over his ears, moaning in pain. Blood is trickling out from between his fingers. Pitt is leaned too close, staring at a cracked, dead TV screen with eyes bloodshot and some trickling coming down from his nose. What the, the hell is wrong? What, what, what are you guys doing? They don't Jimmy react. And I'll, I'll, I'll tap Jimmy on the head. So you shake Jimmy. You manage to come to. There's the, the static seems to just disappear suddenly. You can see you're in the same room. It's lit. The lights are still there. But you still, that static is still here too. As you look around, you're almost suffering a kind of permanent tunnel vision. As you see television static engulfing around the periphery of your eyes, any future spot hidden roles are going to have a penalty die attached to them. Also reach over for, uh, for Pitt. you get snapped out of this sort of looking at a face that was looking back at you as you reached out to touch it and now you have the worst case of tinnitus but it's not the same mosquito sound it is that blaring channel not available caution alarm beep blaring in your ears I think we should go back to the cars. I would like both of you two to roll me some sanity. I failed. 88. That's going to be a D6 on a fail. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I hit six. All right, let's give me an intelligence roll. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. I'm not very smart. Ooh, I failed. (laughs) that's good I'm so happy for you (laughs) I didn't want you to pass at all tell you what I'll give you some luck if you want to turn that into it (laughs) yeah so (laughs) I did get a five so I might I I, I don't know how smart I am all right let me see uh oh I'm not that smart okay let's try this yeah I'll spend 14 luck to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I missed it by quite a bit. No, I did. I did. Uh, I did pass the intelligence roll. So, okay. Oh wait, so, no. If you pass the intelligence roll, wait. Do you have to fail it or that's pass? Bad. It? You need to fail it. Oh, I passed it. Damn it! Got <laughs> hard. And you felt that the thing that you were 
communicating, actually. You could, you understood what was happening inside there. As you have this bout of madness coming to you in a private message. Okay. What are you doing? (laughs) I think I'm going to try to climb the tower. Is there a ladder that goes up it? There is. Well, I'll I'll make a real scene to kind of distract away from that. Not intentionally, but um, yeah, Jimmy's just kind of sobbing and like begging you guys like, that was bad. You guys can't ever use that thing again. That was terrible. That made it all so much worse. She was here. She grabbed me. She tried to take me. I can still see it. It's everywhere. You have a horrible toothache. It's just like everything in your head seems to be just screaming back at you. Pit, you climb outside. And there's a rusty ladder leading up the tower. You can see the vines are leading up with you. Or leading, spiraling, coiling up. Yeah, I'm going up. Okay. Give me a climb roll as you try to get closer and realize what this is. Jeez. I failed the climb roll. Okay. So as you are desperately meeting your way up, you know that this is you're connecting to something that you are meant to be here. You know that if you can find the way to actually connect with them, you can you can discover what this is all about. They're trying to share something. They're trying to tell you something. And as you are making your way up this rusted ladder, your foot gives out from under you. Your arm has to tuck in. You see you're probably 25 feet up in the air. As you look down at the forest around you, you swear you can see a faint figure tracing through the fog. And then you have to look up and keep your footing and your ground. Your bout of madness is over. And you're about 25 feet up in the ground or up on the ladder for this tower. And you can see that these coiling braids continue upwards, reaching mm. towards the top. You know, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't go up to the top. So I think I'll keep climbing. I think by this time, uh, Winfield would realize what he's doing and at least walk out um, and start yelling at him. What What are you doing? Why, don't do that. It's, it's slippery. You're going to fall. Uh, I think there's there's something up here. No. Only more wires. Come down. Okay, I'll come down. As you say, what? And you can come back. What? What, what are you doing? What, what? What happened in there? What? Why is what Jeffrey <clears throat> uh, at, go, going nuts? Hey, Mr. Carver, what? What did that thing do when you turned it on? What? What do you think happened? Block the signal. The the the, the TV signal. Then the TV signal is the only thing that's keeping us safe. It's blocking something else. You turned off our protection. The TV came alive, even though it's broken. Oh, my God. You're right. No, you're right. It's actually the TV signal that's 
that's helping us, I think. I think when you turned off the power to it, the other thing that's trying to take over it got complete power. That would mean that the other thing, the other signal is broadcasting from somewhere else. It's not using this tower. But then yeah, what are all these wires for? They're they're attacking it. They're probably trying to destroy it all. Yeah, I've, I've seen the fucking grays, man. They're definitely... She was very gray. She was very big. She was very scary. They're trying to tell us something. Yeah, Ellery, Dirk, what... What... This makes no sense to me. What what do you think? Uh, it takes time to make sense of it all, but I honestly did also see the gray woman. When you hit the button, I looked over and she was there in the woods moving in this direction. She came for me. She tried to take me. I still see static. She was static. She's the static. When you don't have a strong signal on the TV, that's her. Yeah, I mean, we we really are. We're just relay towers, man. We're standing out in the world tall. And we're relaying the signal. We're the receivers that it was asking to come. I think we need to leave. Something up here is not healthy. Something is scrambling our brains. Yeah, let's go. <clears throat> we need to tell Mr. Rosenbaum that there's a parasite growing on his tower and he needs to get people out here to kill all these things. Did it seem like the light left? I mean, it didn't just go out. It seemed to... Well, no, the light periodically blinks on and off, and it was in this well, case. It, there. Yes. I'm talking about the thing that we saw in the woods. It looked like a switch was brought on and then switched off shortly after. Okay. Yeah, so like a spotlight, not a craft. Exactly. Okay. Well, is it still foggy up here? Yes, it is. Let's go. But before we go, let's just walk over here and see if there's anything. Since we're here already. But I think we need to get off this. Something is frying our brains from the inside. You walk over into the forest where you think the lady was. And you can see more of these vines are spreading and growing up around this tree that you saw her near. As you reach down, the tree? they're sort of just gripping on sort of anything around. As you reach okay. down and touch them, a light comes on in the forest to the south. You take your hand off, the light goes out. Some kind of switch. Like those lamps that when you touch them, they turn on and off. 
I still that sounds like science fiction. One of us could hold on to this thing and other people go look at it. Well, well, we can we sort of it. see in in the direction that the, the things are going across the ground? As you're looking, they seem to be clustered and growing up around this relay tower. And then you, now that you know what to look for, as this rain is sort of washing a lot of the dirt and undergrowth down this steep slope, you can see that these are threading downhill in the direction of that light. Let's go in this direction. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Is the direction that it's going, is it toward the town or away from the town or neither? Towards. Well, kind of. It could easily spread towards. Okay. It's easier to find the light if it's turned on. We'd have to split up, but one of us could stay here and keep it going. Or we could just keep touching it as we go. Does that work? You move further down, you can go to the tower where there's thick braid, and as you touch it, the light comes back on. Oh, okay. Well, I'm staying with you guys and very scared. As you begin making your way slowly down the steep, creaking, rusted staircase, zigzagging across, you begin to hear something. A wailing, a screaming, as a, a, a person or an animal in pain. It comes and goes intermittently. It the almost sounds like help. It, as you stop and listen, it sounds like a woman's voice. You continue down the stairs and get to your cars and can hear this pleading, this screaming from deeper in the forest. I'm going to go run after it. Don't run. You're going to break your leg. Just we'll, we'll Sorry, all walk. Yeah. Go we after have to keep it. up with him. Yeah. As you all are walking faster to keep pace uh, with Officer Masterson, Dirk, you can't help but notice that it seems like as you're running through this fog, you see a shape that seems to be keeping pace. It's off to the side. You have to look off to the side and maybe, and you have to stop from running into a tree as this screaming is getting louder. You're getting closer and come upon an old farmhouse. There's a hole cratered in on this roof. The wood is rotting, sagging. You get closer, you hear. Please, anyone there? Is this the house we saw in the first video? Possibly. It's hard to know, especially with all that static clouding your vision. Uh... Ellery, you can reach out and touch some of the vines that seem to be growing around. And from that hole in the roof, you see it flash with this bright bluish light. Removing your hand, it goes dark. 
How far away is the house now from us? I think you're maybe 30, 50 yards away, maybe. Enough to see it clearly through the trees. I think that I've got in my memory a good, clear picture of the door handle that we saw. Let's move towards the house. Is anyone there? Someone's in there. Help me! Screaming, dry throat. I'll step up onto the porch and look at the door handle. The door handle is round. It seems the windows are rotted out. It seems to be an old farmstead home. The wood gives a little too much on this old porch that's sagging and sort of bloated, soaking up all of this water around. You can touch the handle, and the frame on the opposite side is rotted out. You don't even need to turn it. You can just push, and the door opens. Okay. I will, in fact, do that. Where are you? I'll call out. Help me! Where does it sound like it's coming from? It sounds like it's coming from upstairs. Right. Um, It's coming from upstairs. The way this place is all rotted, be careful of the stairs themselves. I'll... Uh. uh, There's scraps of furniture around on the floor. The drywall is crumbling down. There's bits sort of hanging off of the ceiling from old paint, maybe. Doesn't look like anyone's been here in a long time. I'm going to try to go up the stairs, but I'm keeping my feet to the outside edges, not in the middle of the tread. So they're stronger. And holding onto the railings, just to make sure. And as you begin sort of marching up the steps, could I get a potential order from folks who's going to be behind Ellery? I'll go up after. Okay. I'm, I'll be I'm last. following the biggest group of people. So, yeah, if, if the officer wants to be last, then he'll be behind me. Yeah. Then I'll be biggest in the middle. Okay. Feet to the outside. So you all carefully walk up the steps making sure to take them one at a time slowly this screaming and wailing is continuing as Ellery you hit a step at about halfway up and it creaks very loudly and you hear oh my god is someone there can you hear me I can't see stay where you are we're coming You climb up the stairwell of this short two-story home. It must lead up to sort of what must be an arched room at the top of the building. And see another door with a round handle is up at the front. Okay. Does it sound like the voice is coming from there? It sounds like the uh, the voice is inside the next room. And as you are approaching the door, you can see a sort of low light emanating from inside, just slightly. Okay. As you open the door, your eyes need to adjust to the darkness a bit. 
as you see television static is sort of blaring back at you. The gray sky fading into black is too far above you. This room appears to be maybe 15 feet by 15 feet, but the walls are going up 30 feet or more straight up leading into this gambrel roof. But it's difficult to even notice that. You more catch that in the backlog. As you see, as your eyes adjust, this television screen is propped to the side and raised up off of the ground and find that it is connected to a neck, shoulders and arms that are growing into the wall. Holes are punctured and growths are coming out of a woman's body and latching itself onto the wall, growing deeper in. It's difficult to tell whenever the veins end and these wires begin as they are feeding up into the television. And you can see through this static, an eye is intermittently darting around inside. And these old tinny speakers, help! I would like you to roll sanity. Yeah, I think I've done lost my sanity for good. Pass. Uh, got a, okay. uh, I pass. So I got triple zeros again. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> I think Jimmy has hit his limit. Okay, so it's a one or a D six. So Jimmy, roll me intelligence again. Yeah, let's see how smart Jimmy is. Oh, 82. Nope. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. And so... But I'm one away from indefinite, though. That's where that leaves me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and as you maybe start turning and panicking, you look back at the doorway from the stairwell that you came down. It seems too far down, too far away, like you didn't cover that much ground, and see a tall figure standing in the doorway behind you all, looking up at you and drifting closer. Guys, I think we got to kill that thing in the wall. Yeah, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> okay. Uh, shut the door behind us. All right. So you all run inside of this room and pull the door shut. Uh, hit. Go ahead and roll me firearms just to see where you hit while you're shooting. Like, you're gonna hit it no matter what. I just want to see where it might land and what might happen. As the rest of you are in this room, you see that there's the door in front of you and then a door on the opposite side of the room past this young woman that is fused into the wall. And it, yep. Ellery, has that straight handle that you remember. If I see another room, I want to run towards it, getting away from the monster down the stairs. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? Is television lady plugged into the wall? She is fused into the wall, growing. No, but I mean, into it. The, the plug in the in this plug socket for the television. There is I no plug. She is oh. the plug. 
So Pitt, you shoot at it. It's difficult to look straight at the TV. And so you hit parts of the body that sort of shudder as the bullets hit them. And as you all continue looking, you see more of these wires are sprouting out of the body and growing further into the wall. She shrieks more in pain. The television picture flicks to a mouth just as a close-up as the sound is filling this room that the ceilings are too tall. There is no more light. And then as the screams die down, those of you near the back are hearing static closer to the door you entered through. I'm going to pull out the interrupter and desperately try to get it to work, see if it has any effect. Okay. As you do that, pulling out this signal interrupter, it makes this sort of electronic whining sounds as you're trying to find the signal that she is tapping into. I'm imagining Pitt maybe standing the closest to the doorway and you sort of turn slightly as beyond that whining sound in the middle of your ear, you hear a static as this figure seems to have flowed through the door into the room. You see hands are beginning to come out of these billowing sleeves on the robe. Jimmy, you run across the room, grab the long handle and open the doorway and see a hallway expanding in front of you with tan carpets and beige walls and lights that continue for its length. Uh, well, I'll look over my shoulder and yeah, if, if I still see that monster coming, I'm, I'm running for it. You see the monster is stooped over and looks like she is about to take a swing at Officer Masterson. Yeah, I'm getting away from that. I don't want her near me again. Okay. You run in the hallway. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to try and get out of the room. Uh, the way we came, but by sort of ducking under the woman who's trying to get Officer Masterson. Okay. So what we're going to do is go into initiative real quick. Um, what is your... Let's see. My dex is 80. All right. Dang. Uh, Winfield. 50. 50? Jimmy. 70. Oh, it's 60. And I've got 50. Ellery, you run sort of skirting beside. It seems like this thing's attention is focused on Officer Masterson as he levels his pistol at her. You run around and grab the door handle that you just closed and open it. The lady approaches Officer Masterson and is going to reach out to swing at you. 
what do you do? Dodge. Okay. Give me a dodge roll. Thirteen. That's just a heart. That's not. Her arm seems to bend without elbows or wrists as this hand swooshes over you and doesn't leave air trailing behind it. Let's see. I think that next would be Jimmy into this hallway. You turn and see the rest of them are screaming inside of this barn house as the figure is wailing help behind. I I think I'll I'll shout, you know, I'll give them one heads up at least, like, guys, this way, and then bolt. Okay. I think it's Winfield or Dirk at this point. Uh, I, Winfield's just going to keep uh, using the interrupter to try to get into the, the signal. And Dirk? Um, I think I may run and follow Jimmy. Okay. And I think this is where we're going to stop for the evening. Excellent. Holy smoke. Our players included Kaylin McDowell, uh, Max Meltzer, Tyler Hudak, Chance Wooten, and myself with Dr. Lex Hurley as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.